Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be about how I was wrong about the raid armor. We got an update from Bungie with pictures. You can see it right here in the video. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. The link is right below in the description if you want to click on that and come hang out with us. And if you're watching or listening in the other places, you can like, subscribe, share, and do all those nice things as well. So, why am I making this video? Well, I am kind of holding out hope, but I did want to address the fact that my prediction about the Raid Armor reskin situation was wrong. Uh, intermingled in this video, I'll try and find you a good comparison shot. So if you're not listening, if you're not watching the video, you're not going to be able to see the comparison. It's not an exact reskin. There's actual some physicality changes to the armor. The most notable change would be like the warlock robes and all of the bonds, all of the class items, I'm sorry, are significantly different. Uh, and then the rest of them have been changed in greater or lesser degrees. But it is very, very clear this is inspired by, and in some measure, some of the pieces are reskins of Curse of Osiris Eververse armor. Some of the pieces have been changed quite a bit, the physical nature. But I did want to talk about this because I was seemingly I was wrong in my prediction that we would be leveling up this armor and changing its appearance because there are ornaments. So I want to start by saying I was wrong. Secondly, I want to say, why is this a bummer? I know people are like, Lono, don't overstate this. Don't get so upset. I do think it's a bummer. I want to justify. I want to kind of like, I want to justify and affirm people's kind of disappointment here. Um, there was good things in the TWAB, good armor pieces. It was really good, see, good to see some things in there. But this, there is a layer of disappointment here, okay? The hunter cloak's actually quite a bit different. We compared it today. It's it's this is this is larger and uh, and shaped a little bit different, and it has holes cut in it. Uh, lastly, I want to say it'll be okay. It'll be okay. I want to highlight some positives here because I think we're going to overlook something really, really, truly special about this armor, and I'm going to talk about that at the end of the video. So let's just start by I was wrong. Okay, I can admit when I was wrong. I was really pulling for Bungie to pull something out really great here, and everybody's like, "You give you give Bungie too much credit. You're a Bungie apologist." Well, shut the frick up. I was really hoping that we're going to do the solstice armor thing and it appears that they are not this is the raid armor set with these ornaments applied now i still i still could be right i could pull out i could pull out a ninth inning win here and there still could be versions of this armor we haven't seen but it does appear that like this is the complete set the full ornaments i actually do think are pretty cool they're not just glows the glows on the leviathan armor uh the ornaments for eater of worlds and spire of stars weren't really ornaments they just changed the texture and the shaders they weren't actual ornaments these are physical ornaments coming off of the armor pieces, uh, seeming to replace missing pieces. It's almost like there are parts of the armor that was once there before, and now it's being replaced. That's why I'm kind of holding out hope maybe there are ways to make this armor look cool physically and level it up to look cooler over time, not just add the ornaments. We did some comparisons today to Age of Triumph armor ornaments. Nothing really competes with Crota and Kingsfall armor from Age of Triumph, but I put this on the same level as the Wrath of the Machine armor and the ornaments during Age of Triumph for Wrath of the Machine. It's a very clear thematic thrust. It looks like Vex. It looks like there is a there is a very clear sort of hat tip to, you know, the Vex the Vex theme of Garden of Salvation, and then they've got the ornaments. So I'm gonna let it spin for a little bit here so you guys can see it. I don't wanna let it spin the whole time and make you dizzy. Um 
So we'll see. We'll see. It does appear to be that I was wrong. Um, and I, you know, and I want to push back a little bit on the people that are like, it's a reskin, it's a reskin. Some of these armor pieces are completely and utterly different. If you really want to compare, I think the best thing to compare is the warlock robes. Now, why is this a bummer? I'm trying to ride the line here. It is disappointing, but I am saying that I like the way that it looks. I never got a full set of any of this, so I don't really care that much. But it is a bummer. It's disappointing. I want to affirm the people that are kind of bummed here and kind of disappointed in this. I don't like being wrong, but I'm mainly disappointed about the perception that that, that exists here. The perception is that you're going into the most pinnacle, most aspirational content, and you're not really giving us a full package here. You know, you're making all these different armor sets. There's an Eververse set that we hadn't even seen yet. Everybody that thought the shiny Vex armor was the Eververse set, it isn't. There's a whole new set for Eververse. You see all these brand new sets. It can be a little disappointing to be like, why is the raid getting the short end of the stick here? Now, I don't think it's a total short end of the stick because the ornaments are extra, but it is disappointing. It's like, man... It'd be really nice if, if if this wasn't the case. And I also don't like hearing from folks about reskins. Okay? I I am I am tired of hearing that from people about everything in Shadowkeep. This is just one more thing people can bang on the drum like reskin, reskin. You know, especially especially because of the fact that they're giving us ornaments. Like it's it, I don't want that to get glossed over, you know, in this. And especially considering only 10% of the community even runs raids to get complete sets. A small portion of the community only runs raids to the extent where you're going to get a full set. So I really don't like hearing from the negative naysayers and the negative Nancys who would never even go after these sets to begin with. They just get the storm Reddit in the forums and Twitter and Twitch and complain about raid armor that they're never going to freaking touch. Uh, to me... It seems hard to believe, and this is where I'm going to take it for the people that are disappointed. It does seem hard to believe that they could not create a new set when the all of the events got new sets. Like there was there was new sets for free events. There's new sets for the Eververse. There's new sets for the Battle Pass. There's new sets for Iron Banner. Like you created new sets everywhere, but here. And here's where I'm going to argue out of both sides of my mouth. Here's my theory about what happened. I think they said, let's take the raid armor up a notch. Let's add ornaments. People always talk about Age of Triumph. Let's channel that a little bit. Let's add some ornamental things to the new armor sets so they can stand apart. And the armor team probably said, we don't have time to do both. If we do an entirely new armor set and we add ornaments on top, we don't have time for that. We've got limited bandwidth. They were working on things for, you know, Season of Opulence. They were working on things for the rest of Shadowkeep. They're they're also working on less budget now, so, like, they can't pull in another company to help out. They don't have High Moon Studios. They don't have Vicarious Visions. So they probably looked at this and said, if you want to ratchet up the armor and take it up a notch and add ornaments, we're going to have to use an existing set. And if we use an existing set, we have one that looks a whole lot like the Vex. It'll be perfect for the theme. We can make some significant changes to some of the pieces and some of the class items, and we can tack on ornaments on top. That's kind of my charitable reading of this. If I'm going to try and be really charitable to Bungie and understand that like Luke Smith said, the annual pass was really hard on them. They weren't going to be able to create that level of content anymore. I don't want them overworking their employees. I also don't want I don't want them robbing Peter to pay Paul. I don't want them saying like, we're going to take armor away from here and throw it in here. I will say that I saw a very good theory on on Twitter as well. I'm going to show you a different armor set 
this armor set here is a ornamental universal ornamental set this is going to function like eververse armor and this is available to everybody who works their way through the bat the season pass battle pass so this is not in the eververse this does not cost extra money as long as you buy shadow keep you can earn this now the thing to take note of are the intricate lines of decoration on these armor sets on the warlock you can see it in like the stomach waist area on the hunter you can see it on the arms and the legs that line decoration lines up perfectly and really really matches the raid guns that we have seen leaked I tend to agree with the theory that maybe this armor was built initially to be raid armor and they said look that's not going to fly that's incredible looking let's use that to get everybody to buy shadow keep anybody who's going to want to get the battle pass season pass thing for you know shadow keep or the ten dollars or whatever well you can't really get it for the ten dollars if you're buying shadow keep you're getting everything so if you're worried about raid armor versus this you already have shadow keep I think they wanted something that looked amazing to hit the broad audience that's what I think and I think they went here and said instead of making something crazy awesome let's use something existing and attack attach ornaments to it okay now let's end here by saying it will be okay I really don't want us to overlook the fact that this raid armor is better in some respect. You may not like the way that it looks. You may be like, reskin, meh. But in some respects, this is better than all the raid armor up to this point because of the ornaments on it. Now, some people are saying maybe those aren't ornaments. Maybe they're there all the time. Whatever the case may be, this is channeling the best era of raid armor from D1. This is really challenging channeling, I'm sorry, the Age of Triumph armor, and I think we don't want to gloss over or overlook the fact that we're getting an ornamental system seemingly on the raid armor. I don't want to gloss over that and get too upset at this, okay? All the armor is honestly incredible, and I really love the way this armor looks, so I'm not going to be negative. I'm not going to bash this. It's disappointing. It's a bummer, but I'm not going to go beyond that. I'm not going to go crazy and get really ticked off here. I'm really pulling for the raid guns to be awesome, because then I think I'll make up for it for anybody that's ticked off. The shiny Vex set could have been the raid, but at least it's not Eververse. At least that really cool shiny Vex set that they're shoving in our faces is not Eververse. I actually applaud them for not showing us the Eververse set until now. They're not using this Eververse set to sell the DLC. They're not shoving this in your face and be like, you can get this raid armor, because uh, or this, I'm sorry, this armor. These armor sets are in the Eververse, and this is the first time we've seen them. And I think that's a good thing. If you bought Shadowkeep, if you were won over by this really shiny Vex set, then you're going to get that for getting Shadowkeep. You don't have to spend any extra money, and I think that was a really, really smart play, okay? So it'll be okay. It's not that big of a deal. It's a minority of the player base. They did make changes to the armor, and they did add physical ornaments, not just cheesy glows like we got in Leviathan or shader skin changes like texture changes like we got in Eater of Worlds and Spire of Stars, okay? More than likely... The earnable sets are really there to be like the winner every season. So we're going to get, I I honestly think we're probably going to get really good armor sets every season because they're really going to try and use that as the catalyst to purchase. So the winter season, season of dawn, it's probably going to be some pretty baller sets in there. Raids are probably going to end up going this route, maybe repurposing, maybe ornamental. I don't know. After it's all said and done, I was wrong, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to die on this hill. I think this is okay. I think this is, this is good looking armor. This is armor I would wear and ultimately I didn't even have full sets either so my, I have a little bit of a bias there and the only set I, the only piece I wore from this set was the warlock I love the warlock robes from curse of Osiris Eververse and they're completely different that is not the warlock robes I wore for that entire season it's actually a different a very very different execution because it only had like the one shoulder guard so we're going to transition to Q&A if you're listening or watching in all the other locations please like share and subscribe 
Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my talk about the raid armor update and how I was wrong about what I thought they were going to be doing with the raid armor. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now. Twitch.tv slash say no to rage. And uh, you can come in and join these question and answer sessions. If you can't make it, you can always follow the channel or like and subscribe on YouTube. Those are free and easy ways to support what I do. Uh, let's get into the questions. Everybody's landing on this differently, and you're welcome to disagree with me. I, I kind of rode both lines and talked about how it was disappointing and it was a bummer, but ultimately I think this armor is a step forward, even though not all of it is a reskin. Some of it's quite a bit different, but some of it is a pretty pretty obvious reskin. So, Excedrin. I always had a vision of Destiny raid armor to look like you ripped pieces of the raid bosses off their corpses to create your armor. Do you think future armor sets will ever go to those extremes? Well, if you're watching the video version of this episode, I'm going to show something that we've been showing quite a bit. The Age of Triumph the Age of Triumph set for both Crota and King's Fall are unmatched at this point. There is nothing that has ever reached these heights in the history of Destiny, not in D1 or in D2. Uh, I hate showing these to you because I know they're really, really cool, and we haven't ever really gotten back there uh, before, but these sets are unmatched. I actually have been saying all day that I believe the Wrath of the Machine set with the ornaments is on par with the Garden of Salvation set, and the reason I'm saying that is the Wrath armor was very thematic, and a lot of people didn't like the way that it looked. I had people that used to hate on the Wrath armor because they thought it looked kind of goofy and geometric and like very plain. Then they had these glows, okay? I happen to think that this raid armor is taking us back in that direction. It's a good step toward that, but we're not going far enough, okay? This is step one of probably step, like, five. If they got to go in five phases to make the raid armor better, this is step one, okay? If you're walking around the tower with this set on, it's going to be clear your set is different than all the rest of the armor in the game because it's got pieces coming off of it. It's got glows, but it's not just glows. It's actual physical ornaments that extend the, the space that the armor takes up. The silhouette of the armor changes, and so I think that this is a step in the right direction. If you go back and watch my old content, I always talked about how we needed a raid NPC that I could level up and then get ornaments for my armor. So when I walk around the tower, I got like black smoke coming off of me. Okay, this is a step in that direction. This is getting us closer to Age of Triumph Crota, Age of Triumph King's Fall. And honestly, the Age of Triumph Vault of Glass set, I believe this set here, the Titan who looks like a portable Wi-Fi station, still an amazing set, a beautiful set. I happen to think that the Universal Ornament set that everybody gets, this is not in the Eververse, I think this Universal Ornament set is on par with the Vogue armor. So we're getting to a place where the armor is getting significantly better and cool and intricate, and I happen to agree with the theory that this was originally going to be the Raid Armor set, and they changed their mind. Because a lot of the themes and the art style here matches the raid guns that we've already seen. I happen to agree with the person that told, that said that on Twitter. I think they're right. Um, I think in its concept phase, this was developed to be raid armor. It ended up being clearly far too good for that. They wanted everybody to get access to it. And you're like, well, that's bullcrap. Stuff in the raid should be better. should be awesome. They're trying to sell DLC, man. They're trying to sell seasons, and they got to use that centerpiece awesome-looking armor, and they got to give it to everybody. I guarantee you every season we're going to get really great armor sets. So... Sunbro with the next question. The new raid armor looks less like Curse of Osiris armor than I thought. Does the final image of the armor change your opinion? 
it's not just the final image that changed my opinion. I'm still disappointed, and I said this before we got in the Q&A. I'm more bummed and disappointed and typically more frustrated and bothered by the community's response to stuff like this. I'm bummed. I wish it wasn't even a thing, but I, I get more annoyed with the community's hyperbole about it, their exaggeration, and if you're watching the YouTube video now, you can see here, the best way, the best place to look is the Warlock. The Warlock robes are almost completely different. The entire top section is different. The bottom half is obviously very similar. Totally different. The All of the class items are completely and utterly different. It's a brand new class item, and... The, the boots on the hunter are completely different. The boots on the hunter from Curse of Osiris Eververse are mostly cloth with like one shin guard. These are fully armored now, very different in their shape. The, 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 the gauntlets for the hunter are also very different. The physicality of the gun, of the items have changed. Their silhouettes have changed. But then there are pieces that are very clearly a reskin, like the Warlock helmet and the Hunter helmet, I'm sorry, and the Titan helmet are very, very similar to the original pieces. And given that we're getting the ornaments and the fact that a lot of pieces have been significantly changed, I did lighten up a little bit. I've lightened up in my disappointment. I am bummed. I wish they wouldn't have done this because we got to keep having this conversation. And I do think Raid Armor deserves its own set, but they did take it and they took it a step further. The, the silhouettes and the, in the in like sort of the the geometry of the armor has changed, as well as they've added like physical ornaments, not glows. If you go to Leviathan, they were like glows; they weren't that visible. If you go to Eater of Worlds and Spire of Stars, their ornaments were literally just texture changes, shader changes. They were not ornaments. That that was one of the most bogus ornament systems I think I've ever seen. So, I stand by, sort of riding the line here disappointing i think the good outweighs the outweighs the bad i think this is a step forward for raid armor and i know people are going to get me in my comments and call me a bungie apologist and a bungie shill and you would defend bungie no matter what they do you're not familiar with my content if you say that your criticism is vapid and empty it's not true like i've i have so many videos taking them to task i have so many people that tell me i whine too much and i criticize too much you just that that is completely untrue about my content i do not defend them no matter what i try to see both sides uh zero what do you think about the armor from the Vidoc split into two armor sets for the seasonal pass? I'm not really sure if we've got the full story here, because this armor set here, especially when you look at the, the hunter chest piece, is the easiest place to see it, okay? The hunter chest piece, when you go from this piece to this piece, they're clearly the same piece, but one looks way cooler and way better and it's been upgraded. We did a whole comparison video one day. Well, it's not a video. On the stream, these are the same armor pieces, like, significantly leveled up. I don't know if the piece that's covered in moss and grass and leaves is ever going to show up as an ornament or anything. Maybe, maybe there'll be ornaments for this set in the Eververse. This set looks amazing. You want to throw moss and leaves and tree branches on it? They might sell that ornament... Uh, they might sell that into uh, in the Eververse as a way, you know, to capitalize. Um, I don't, I don't know. And this set here is so plain Jane and comes from Vex Offensive. I don't know if this is meant to like spur us on to another set uh, or spur us on to something, you know, more significant. I, I honestly don't know. Um, we'll have to wait and see uh, what they're gonna do. But to me. I don't know if that vid doc set's ever going to come out. That could have been a total, that could have been a concept that led to this. You know, I don't know. It's just one of those things where it, 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 this is one of those things where they could be saying, 
this is a great concept. You guys got to see split, you know, splices and pieces of it. And then once it lands in the game, it lands other places that they didn't intend it to. Uh, it's always hard to know when we see things in a vid doc that we, you know, weren't necessarily even given context for like what we saw. So, Excedrin. Why I think people have issues with the raid armor is that the premium Eververse set is as good, if not better or unique, than the raid when the premium has no difficulty aspect. It's just play the game. I think raid trials raider trial should have armor that represents the difficulty of the activity and there shouldn't be an equal just to be clear i don't think all the other sets are garbage oh should be garbage do you think we will ever see raids get treated as the top game activity again with the rewards well we don't have the guns yet and as great as this armor is down here i love it i think this eververse armor set is is legit there are no armor sets in the game that have this it's one thing to say, sub, like, from a subjective opinion standpoint, I think the Eververse set's better looking. Okay, that's subjective. Objectively, this armor set has things on it that no other set in the game has except for Solstice. And on top of that, it's going to have the raid mod slot. So now it's above Solstice in its function, not its form. In its function, it'll be above the Solstice set. It'll have a raid mod slot. And... I'm fairly certain we can deduce from things Luke Smith has said, when you go into an encounter like this and get armor pieces, their stat rolls and their stat totals are going to be higher than the Solstice set. So, this set stands apart at multiple layers. Number one, physical ornaments that change the shape of the armor. Nothing else in the game has that except for Solstice. Once you line it up next to Solstice, it's got the raid mod slot. Now it's a chunk higher. It's going to have better stats. Now it's a chunk higher. It starts to win, I think, at that point and beat the Eververse armor. Now, you want to argue the form over function and say Eververse armor looks better. It's not a reskin. Okay, we can have that debate. But this is this 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 play this this footage of this this armor right here is in another class after all the things I just listed. And if you want to throw reskin at it as if that's like a oh we it sullies the whole thing, you got to go back to the comparison the comparison picture and see that not every piece is a one-to-one reskin, not every piece is an exact match, and the ornamental system I believe is a step forward for the raid armor. If you swap these sets, if you swap these sets, and this really cool Eververse set is suddenly in the raid, and that Eververse set has, like, ornaments on it, you know what people would have probably said? Why is the only set we can get with ornaments in the Eververse? This is bullcrap, Bungie. Like, I kind of feel like people would complain no matter what, right? They've got to motivate purchase in the Eververse. They're not going to put junk armor sets in the Eververse. They have to put something in there that looks dope. They've got to. They're trying to make money. They're a business. And one armor set out of six being in the Eververse and looking cool, it's kind of a given that it's going to look cool. It's a given. It's going to look cool. And if they would have thrown in that Eververse, that that, that Curse of Osiris reskin set with the ornaments in the Eververse, people would have zeroed in on the ornaments. Oh, so the only set with the ornaments is in the Eververse? Oh, okay, Bungie. Like, I I don't feel like we're ever going to get to a place where this kind of stuff doesn't get said. Now, Everybody would probably be a little bit more quiet if the armor set for the raid was brand spanking new with ornaments. Then we might not be having this conversation. But I would still probably see, because I've seen this criticism lobbied against the Eververse for a year now, there's more stuff in the Eververse than in the game. 
that's completely and utterly untrue. Anybody that types that, you should ignore what they say because they don't know what they're talking about. Go back to Forsaken. Add up everything they added in the game. Add up the activities, the sets, the guns, the armor, all of it, and then compare it to the Eververse. Then go to Black Armory, do the same thing. Then go to Season of the Drifter, do the same thing. The Eververse is always a poultry offering of loot in comparison to everything else in the game. You want to add up ghosts and shaders and ornaments for weapons and armor? That's ludicrous. That's not loot. That's not loot that we're chasing. That's extra vanity items on top. And when you want to add all that up quantitatively, and be like, there's more stuff in the Eververse. Really? There's guns in the Eververse? No. There's armor sets in the Eververse worth buying because of their stats? No. They gave them bad perks on purpose up to this point. Thank you for the uh, 2,000 bits, uh, Flyers. Appreciate that. I, I just, I get where people are coming from, but I think people get super, super narrow and you're looking through, I say this all the time, you're looking through the telescope on the wrong end. You're like, you're looking through the telescope on the wrong end and you're zeroed in on this one teeny tiny thing called the Eververse and you're like, this is all I can see, this is terrible, this is awful and you ignore everything else in this update. Six armor sets, all in my opinion, looking unique and cool and then you're going to zero in on this set and be like, this is ludicrous that they're adding vanity items to sell as a self-publishing company. I just, I don't have the patience for thoughtless intellectually bankrupt positions anymore I just don't if you're going to take the time to type up something that you think is a criticism of the game put some dadgum thought into it seriously you know ghost chips sparrows and shaders are loot I, I just I don't think so no the amount of sparrows and the amount of the amount of ghosts and the amount of ships they've added to the store to the, to the eververse store no no ship does nothing to, for my experience we're hardly ever in orbit anymore because they added new quality of life you know, fast travel options in D2 that wasn't in D1. We're hardly ever in orbit. Your Sparrow, come on. Really? Your Ghost? Get the frick out of here. They're not... They're not equal at all. It's a false equivalency to claim that Ghosts, Sparrows, and Ships are equal to guns, god roll gauntlets, you know, slottable, moddable stuff. It just—it's not even remotely the same. It isn't. It's—it's got to be the most giant logical leap that people make to act like the Eververse stuff is equal to the loot in the rest of the freaking game. Like, I—I don't. The vibe's been better here. We've been super positive. I don't get as fired up, but this always gets me fired up. It always gets me fired up because it's so it's such an empty criticism and it's such a waste of energy to talk about this. They have continued to keep the Eververse in a really, really good lane. We kept getting told it was a slippery slope. It was going to get worse. They were going to sell power and they've never, ever, ever done it. And now that they're doing it in a way that seems like a nice vanity capstone, we still have to hear about the Eververse from people. And I'm just, I'm done. I, I, I take the gloves off when this subject comes up because I think it's totally overstated. It's totally exaggerated by people. Clay Tonks. Touching on the subject of the nerf to Luna Faction and Rally Barricade, I believe that auto-loading holster weapons will increase in popularity. I know of several specials that have this perk, but only two secondary primaries that do, Gnawing Hunger and the Thin Line. Do you know other primary weapons that can have this type of strategy available? Here's the thing. 
auto-loading holster ain't going to become super popular because whenever it's time to do DPS and you feel the pain of reloading, you're still going to want to rally barricade or Luna faction to increase reload speed. You're not going to be swapping from your grenade launcher to a hand cannon or from your grenade launcher. Now you might, you might, if you get auto-loading holster on a heavy grenade launcher and then auto-loading holster on... an energy grenade launcher you might but the amount of time you're going to spend not using the grenade launcher to I guess shoot one extra grenade from your energy and then shoot your primary and cycle back through kind of like how we did with cocoon and king's fall I think by that time you're probably just going to say you might as well use luna factions to just reload the stinking grenade launcher Um, also I think field prep is going to be more popular than auto loading holster and here's why I believe the reload speed increase from Luna Faction and Rally Barricades is going to stack on top of other reload buffs. So, Outlaw, Feeding Frenzy, and Field Prep. So I think Field Prep and Luna Faction will be one of the go-to strategies. You'll step out of a weapons bubble, you'll step into a Luna Faction Well of Radiance, and you will just crouch. It's not hard to crouch for damage phase. Why do you need to stand? You're going to walk out, crouch, and you're going to stay crouch. And you're going to shoot, 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 shoot. You're crouched for the increased reload from Field Prep. You're getting the increased reload from Luna Factions. It's probably going to be really freaking fast. And then you're going to empty again. I think that's going to be more meta than auto-loading holster, given that uh, weapons of light last for 15 seconds. That is plenty of time to step out, crouch, and empty your grenade launcher. They're just adding a layer of damage that's not there right now. You have to be thoughtful. You have to plan. You have to go for rolls like I just outlined. Instead of stepping out, I got spike nades, bam, 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 you know? I'm not saying auto loaster is a bad perk, but I just made a very, very sort of elaborate strategy explanation to why I think field prep will completely be way more popular than auto-loading holsters, right? You can just slide uh, to the edge of the bubble in one swift motion. Right, but digital concepts, it's 15 seconds. You're going to go into the bubble and come out, and you're going to crouch. Oh, you're saying you don't even have to crouch. You could slide out. I see what you're saying. Right. You could sprint, slide out, and you're ready to go. You got your weapons buff for the next 15 seconds. That's plenty of time to reload your grenade launcher and empty it. That's still going to be happening. I don't necessarily know if they're trying to remove the idea that we get all together and chain a bunch of buffs, debuffs, and strategies to maximize our damage. We're still going to do that, but there's going to be more thought, more movement, and more strategy involved than just, well, and everybody looks up and empties. There's going to be more to it. Weapons of light, come out of the weapons of light, crouch, shoot, reload, shoot, reload. There's going to be a little bit more of a song and dance to it. 0v7 if the season is focused around the raid wouldn't that make all the seasonal armor raid armor as a well in a way no 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 what in the world if the season is focused around the raid wouldn't that make all the seasonal armor raid armor I, I, I honestly don't know what you're even trying to argue here my friend um, raid armor is not in the in any other place other than the raid like you're this is a non sequitur. Non sequitur is a logical fallacy. It means it means that it does not follow. It does not follow. Just because season of the undying is the season and the raid is vex and it's vex for the season does not mean any armor that season is raid armor. That's a, there's, there's no logical connection there. It does not follow. It that doesn't make sense. That's an illogical position to hold. Um Naughty Bear Gaming. Do you think a solar event will be next week? The last sentence in the TWAB seems to hint towards it. The last sentence in the TWAB hints at a solar week. Hang on a second. Um, 
thanks for stopping by let's finish the summer out with some radiance and radiance is a link to this picture um I mean I'm not gonna say no I mean I I thought that that Dylan pretty much confirmed that there is no solar week so I don't know if they're suddenly gonna throw in a solar week I thought he said there isn't a solar week and don't trust data mines I I swore he said that on reddit I don't think he said no 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 next week's not solar week I think he literally said there is no solar week so I don't think so. I love where your head's at. I think next week we're going to get a sandbox update. They're going to talk to us about weapon changes, Sunshot's mag, and Graviton's getting a buff. Um, he's saying use Well of Radiance while you can. Yeah, it could have more to do with Well of Radiance getting changed. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Um, El Pinto Loco says, do you agree with the patch notes were disappointing? No nerfs for bottom tree striker, no buffs for thunder crash, tether still won't one hit kill a titan using one eyed mask, warlock's got nothing but nerfs, Slova will do more damage than fast Nova. Um, I thought they buffed the fast Nova though. They didn't do anything to Slova. They didn't buff Slova. When I read the patch notes on that, I thought it was the bottom Nova that got the buff. Not the, um... Not the not the top. Slova's at the top, isn't it? Bottom tree, they buff Slova? Uh, Nova bomb on the bottom leaves behind an AoE pool. Initial explosion damage increased to 15. Lingering damage is 15. That's the bottom tree, homies. That's a tomb of hunger. That's your devour build. They did not buff Slova. Slova's not even listed in here. It isn't. The only warlock void change they made is the bottom tree a tumen of hunger is not slova you misunderstood so they they have made that change uh, tether not one hit one hit killing a titan using one eyed mask i mean i don't know that's super contextual uh, i feel like the changes to tether are really really good no buffs for thunder crash okay code of the missile that's yeah that's a bummer uh, no nerfs to bottom tree striker they don't want to hit everything too hard homie they're like roaming super survivability is going down they are nerfing they are nerfing um bottom tree striker because listen if they swing eight axes at it you're gonna have nothing left right they're making they're making changes uh they're they're making changes to super survivability for roaming supers so like if they did that and they nerf bottom tree striker that's too much at once that might be uh, that might be too much. You don't want to do that. I, I don't think you... You've got to be careful here. they got to make small changes first and see how it goes. You start you start hacking away at everything. You're not going to have much left. Um, they said more PvP sandbox changes to be announced. Bottom Tree Striker and One-Eyed Mask are getting nerfed 100%. Yeah, I mean, maybe they're going to address, address One-Eyed Mask and Bottom Tree Striker next week. I don't know. Um, Rebel Scum. So the theory of making the reskin, the raid armor, and then the phenotype ornament set a season rank reward to incentivize new light players to purchase Shadowkeep makes perfect sense. With that said, new light players wouldn't even have the Omega Mechanos set, so why not make everyone happy and switch the sets? The reskin armor looks cool enough to be part of the season rank rewards more than it does being a raid armor set. I mean, I I totally see where your proce- your thought process is. But I got something to tell you. New light players are going to be a significant minority. So it that wouldn't work. 
moving that raid armor and being like, well, nobody really has this armor. I mean, I don't have it either. I don't have full sets of the Curse of Osiris Eververse armor. It's the spirit of it. It's the spirit of the fact that it's not a brand new set. That's what it has to do with. The amount of New Light players coming over and caring about this is so small. Like, the majority of the player base playing in Shadowkeep and beyond is going to be the established player base. Are we going to get new players? Yes, we are. Are they big enough to, to warrant what you're saying? I don't think so. Cover 2. Do you think there's something Destiny-related going on with Bungie and Microsoft? Cryptic tweaks between the two for months, now Bungie's doing a mixer stream. Things that make you say, hmm. Listen, I made predictions the day that they announced their break from Activision, and the CEO of Epic jumped on it, and Phil Spencer jumped on it. I said that that was calculated. Phil Spencer is not sitting there holding his phone waiting for tweets. He's a busy guy. That was a calculated tweet. He knew when they were tweeting. He had his response typed up. The phrasing of his tweet is very interesting because it talks about working on the game with one of his favorite publishers. Now, that could have been referring to what they're doing with the stream next week. He's working with them, but working on one of his favorite franchises with one of his favorite developers. The phrasing of his tweet was very, very intriguing to me. So, there could be a future where Microsoft is a part of the picture as some type of investment fund, but not to the degree that Activision was. Same with Epic. Um, I don't know if they're going to stay on Steam forever. I I still feel like Luke Smith's debate during the Shadowkeep New Light stream, I still feel like Epic's going to enter the picture at some point. Whether or not it's exclusive to the Epic Store, probably not. But they could load it into the Epic Store, and they could maybe use Epic as 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 a as an investor. Um, and I don't know about Sony, but that's poss- that's a distinct possibility. Offhand pillow with 23 months, thank you. It is interesting. It is interesting that both Epic and Bungie just jumped right on that tweet. I just, I don't know. It, to me, even back then, I thought it was interesting. And then Luke Smith debates everybody and talks about, um, you know... They're talking about how we need an Epic partner. I, that, I just don't feel like that was an accident. I don't feel like that was an accident. I feel like Epic is is still in the cards for a for a platform launch, and maybe uh, maybe they wanted to um, maybe they wanted to like I don't know. Maybe they wanted to like wait and then do Epic later because everybody's got like a bad taste in their mouth about like Epic exclusivity with with Borderlands and stuff. So maybe they wanted to wait. You know, Dag Nabbit Ben. When comparing the raid armor to the past premium ornaments, I would prefer them lean into the theme of the raid, and I do wonder if they also thought that the really ornate Vex armor was too much and didn't fit the theme they wanted for the raid. Curious if you think this theory has any merit. This isn't bad. This isn't bad. Because the Vex are like crawling out of the water and covered in moss and covered in like like tree branches and stuff. This might have been a little bit too ornate. Maybe. I, I definitely hear where you're coming from. Um, the other armor is probably more thematically in line with what the raid is going to look like and what the Vex look like. But when I look at the weapons coming out of the raid, the weapons match this armor set significantly more. So to me, I think the better and, and the better theory, the more plausible theory is this armor was originally designed to be the raid armor and it ended up being way too good, way too good looking. 
and they decided to put it in as a universal ornament in the season pass book especially considering there are clear inspiration and reskin aspects from this set this set you get also in the book and from the vex offensive so this is like the seasonal set that everybody gets this set is a clear evolution of that set and it doesn't make sense to have the evolution of the set behind the raid they want this to be something that everybody gets to take advantage of and wear um future vex are all grimy past vex are super clean and futuristic the vex in the garden that they show us are covered in junk they're covered in moss they're covered in tree branches and leaves um i tend to agree with what dagnabbit ben is saying this does look a little bit too ornate for what they decided again this stuff gets created and then they meet and they're like oh that's the direction you're taking with the raid you guys went in a different direction yeah well this armor set doesn't quite match anymore well the guns matches the guns well we're not gonna mess with the guns like you know what i'm saying there's a lot of moving parts it's very easy to have a meeting and shift things around and reallocate things Eknor. The raid armor looks cool after seeing the full set, but do you think the reason behind reusing assets is because the other fundamental change is coming to Destiny? A lot's been changing in Destiny now, like cross-save, new light, and armor 2.0. Well, and you're hinting at something I talked about in the, uh, something I talked about in the video was that limited bandwidth could have been playing a part. Limited bandwidth could have 100% been playing a part. And if it was playing a part, then they had to consider that when they were when they were building all this stuff. And that's why I said, if we look at this armor set for the raid, if they came to the raid team and they said, or the raid armor team, or whoever was building this armor set, and they said, we want to do ornaments. We want it to look really, really cool. We want to kind of like channel Age of Triumph and have physical ornaments that are seen, not glows like from Leviathan, not skin changes or, or shader changes like we did in Spire of Stars and Eater of Worlds. We want actual physical ornaments. And like I said in the talk, that team could have very easily looked at them and said, to be honest, we're not going to be able to do a brand new set for each individual class because that's 15 pieces with all their intricacies and all their things going on. And then in addition to that, adding ornaments to them. They may have just said, don't have the bandwidth, don't have the time. Let's take an existing set. There's a Vex set from Curse of Osiris. It was in the Eververse, not super popular. The saturation in the community of it's pretty low. Let's reuse that. We'll change it. We'll make it look quite a bit different. A lot of the geometry and the silhouettes are completely different. And then that'll give us a little bit more time to add the ornaments to it. You know? They already have a Vex set in the game that almost nobody has. Like, why not reuse it? Again, it could have come down to a bandwidth or a timing thing. They they have less money. Uh, they had limited time. They no longer have High Moon and Vicarious Visions helping them with stuff. So they've really got to triage appropriately. And I, in my mind, that's how the conversation kind of went. We want to do ornaments. We want raid armor to really stand apart. We don't have time for that. We're going to have to reuse something that's already in the game. And they went with something that's old and probably has very low saturation in the game. That's not me defending reskinning either. I'm just giving you probably the, the, the cold hard. This is a guess at the cold hard facts of how this went down. I don't like this version of Bungie that like they're all sitting around with their feet propped and like, you know, whoo, we could make a brand new armor set, but uh, I'm feeling pretty comfortable here lounging, doing nothing, you know? I'm a lazy developer. I don't really want to make a brand new raid set. Like, I really just don't think that that... From everything we see from them, everything we hear from them, how they handle updates, how they handle their streams, that doesn't jive with the version of Bungie that I feel like I see whenever they talk to us. 
is like a lazy, let's just not do anything, let's just punt. I really feel like this was a limited bandwidth decision, more than anything. Bob boys. My thoughts are the Vex set we saw that everyone says should be swapped with this one. Looks too pristine and shiny for a raid. Is supposed to take place in a very old location. I feel this current set works better. I mean, you in the last question said the same thing. Yes, agreed. Uh, the bomb dog. Do you think spoilers slash previews of armor sets and weapons before the content has released and is available to obtain in the game is counterproductive to generating hype and instead can create an atmosphere of discontent or apathy to engage with the new content at release? I think initially a couple of years, I would have agreed with you. I think a couple of years ago, I would have agreed with you. When they did it for Rise of Iron, I didn't like it. I spoke out against it. I said, why are you showing us raid armor? This is in some measure unprecedented. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be seeing this. We shouldn't be seeing raid armor. You know, what, what, what is this? What's happening? Um, I think more than likely they ran some tests and they saw and they said, you know what? This actually works because people get excited and they're like oh my gosh look at that I want to go get that um, they did it with Rise of Iron I didn't like it but they've done it so consistently ever since I think they did it again with Age of Triumph and people were like holy frick I want to go get that um, and to a certain extent from an element of damage control I think this is more controllable this is more controllable I don't think it's as controllable if world's first raid race is happening and you know, the world's first team takes world's first, right? Because the world's first team always gets a ton of viewers. And they get this big surge of viewers coming in like, oh my gosh, you know, did Dado get it? Did Dado get it? And his stream gets a ton of viewers. And they're coming over the loot. And Dado's like, this helmet looks familiar. And someone in chat's like, that's a reskin. And then chat starts spamming reskin. Oh my gosh, it's a reskin. What the frick? Reskin raid armor. And then... Now we're in this really weird, like, hype-deflating situation where the raid has just been beaten, and everyone's like, womp, womp, you know? Now, this is out of the way, it's been established, it looks different, it's not a complete reskin, a lot of it's been reworked, it's got ornaments on it, and now the big question is guns. So my hope would be, my hope would be, I've got two hopes. I've got a lingering, very thin hope that this armor can still change in shape and appearance over time, just because of the nature of pieces being broken off and being kind of almost replaced by the ornaments. That's a very thin hope that I could still be somewhat right with my prediction. I'm probably wrong, but I'm clinging to it. The other hope that I have is that the guns are freaking legit. The guns need to be top shelf amazing, curated rolls, god rolls, unique perks. Like They need to be really, really cool. Cool looking guns with regular old, you know, run-of-the-mill rolls on them is just that ain't gonna fly it ain't gonna fly they need to win that 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 needs to be the big win uh for this content that needs to be the big win uh time uh time anki says what are your thoughts on armor set bonuses two equip pieces to get a perk we've talked a lot about set bonuses i love the idea i don't think we're going there the reason I don't think we're going to set bonuses is because a couple of things, and I'm just reading tea leaves here. I have no inside information. But if you start listing all the things that they're bringing to the armor system, okay, let's just list these things. An ornamental system that allows like low-level transmog. So if you get a really great armor set and you love it and it's got good stat rolls and you take it up to level 10 and you want to change the way that it looks, there's a low-level transmog in the game right now. Okay? 
the cost of taking an armor piece up to level 10 is significant. The benefits from that are great. Hot swapping mods, great. You don't have to like use your mods. There seems to be a direction and sort of a lean toward your armor has a very long lasting and more permanence in your loadout. When I look at all of those things and I kind of like I kind of think about where is this taking us? I don't think this system is taking us toward a system where you would have like six different loadouts with all these different set bonuses. that's just, again, that's just my prediction. I could be 100% wrong here. They could be building this entire system to do exactly the opposite of what I'm saying and to then really say, no, we do think intrinsic bonuses would be really, really good, and that's our excuse. You can get your raid armor, it's got intrinsic set bonuses, and you can make it look like whatever you want. So if you really, really love the armor set from over here, we're not pigeonholing you. You can wear that raid set in the raid and have it look exactly as you want. I don't know though, again, when I look at the tea leaves here and I'm trying to make a prediction about what they're doing and how they're doing it, the armor system seems to be leaning away from that being a plausible result of us having set bonuses. It seems more about on each of your characters, you have one, maybe two sets that you really, really love, but since you can hot swap mods again, I'm going into the crucible and all the stat rolls on this armor are great. When I go into the Crucible, I take this mod off and I put this mod in its place. And that that costs you like some glimmer, I think. Do you see what I mean? They're giving you flexibility in the appearance. They're giving you flexibility in the mods. They're giving you flexibility in the perks. And I believe that that flexibility points toward they're not going to want to do set bonuses. So, and there already are raid armor mod screenshots. The fact that there are raid armor mods and a raid armor slot really leans away from set bonuses. As much as I would love to see it, I don't think we're going in that direction. Uh, Civil Hermit. Do you think there would still be a problem if Luna Factions and Barricades granted asymmetric benefits? For example, the player using them would see no changes, but their team would only get the reload boost. It was pretty fa- I was pretty fond of grabbing the Fighting Lion and carpet bombing fields of enemies without reloads. Again... I, I, I'm happy with the change. I think if people make the right pivots and the right adjustments in their strategies and loadouts, I don't think these changes are going to murder how people have been doing damage and how people have been baking bosses. I really don't. Um, Lamau Ghoul. Lunas and Rally Barricade are no longer auto-reloading. Won't people still use a well with Luna Boots for boosted reload and stack bubble with weapons of light on top? Yeah, I, I 100% think so. Do you think this could still be problematic or no? Here's the thing. I don't think they wanted to completely demolish damage phases. Damage phases are still going to be a thing. You're still going to get like the group together and like everybody come here and let's do some let's let's do some damage. Let's do some stuff. Like I, I that's still a thing. That's still going to be a thing. Okay. But I think they're trying to give room for other things to potentially get footing in that build. I want you to imagine an entire team with god roll rocket launchers, impact casing, field prep, and clusters. If a team does that and they're using rockets, number one, they shoot a little bit slower, they travel a little bit slower, so their aim's got to be a little bit more on point. And that might be a very, very viable damage phase. People might start doing that. There's a little bit more room there. Like you know, machine guns could could suddenly get a buff and come back to fruition because they seemed pretty weak. Okay, now consider everything I just said. How there's like potential changes into what we do when we're doing damage phases. I also think Bungie's probably going to lean away from melting a boss that stands there. 
I think they're going to take inspiration from the Oryx fight where you kill him with bombs. I think they're going to take inspiration from the Axis fight where there's lots of movement, there's intensity. You can't just stand in one spot. They're making you move, empowered left, empowered right, and then you got to do it again. Empowered left, empowered right, and then you got to do it again, and then you got to move, and then the challenge had you slamming plates. I think they're going to take a lot of inspiration from that and really move toward move toward this idea that you're not just sitting still in one spot and literally just just doing that I, I, I think they're doing a couple of things here I just don't think they wanted to completely decimate and say nope nobody's ever going to stand in a well and use grenade launchers ever again like here's here's the thing we got to remember like you're saying this right you're saying isn't this still problematic aren't people still going to do this probably but the, I think the greater sin and the greater flaw would have been to, for Bungie to completely overreact and be like, grenade launchers nerfed, uh, well of radiance nerfed, like just destroy everything and be like, well what are we going to use now and then it may like, oh we buffed snipers and we did this and we did that and then the entire meta changes because they kind of make it, I don't know, I think these changes are better because they're more measured and it's not this giant pendulum swing to me, it still feels like if you really want to run an entire team of grenade launchers with the well, you can still do it. You're just going to go about it a, a little bit of a different way. Shav. Raid-specific perks should return. They are, as mods. What would you think of perks if they did come back? Also, uh, do you still think the raid armor will upgrade? I think there's a very, very thin glimmer of a chance this raid armor will change just because the ornaments themselves are physical. Um, again, it's a thin chance. I'm not holding out a ton of hope, but, uh, as far as perks returning, I am not going to spoil what I saw because some people like to go into the raids totally blind, but I did see a raid mod and the raid mod made it very clear that we were going to be getting a benefit an overshield when we do a thing in the raid. There is something you're going to do in the raid. And when you do it, you're going to get an overshield. Now, that's actually more extreme than what we got in Wrath of the Machine. Wrath of the Machine was increased resilience when you pick up a charge. This is literally like giving you an overshield when you do something in the raid. That's really exciting. That's not, oh, heavy might drop from a melee kill. Oh, increased damage from a melee kill. No, this is like literally, here's an action in the raid that you're doing, and here's a tangible benefit, something that will happen to your character when you do this action, when you do this thing. Imagine that in Wrath, you know, every time you grabbed a Scorch Cannon getting an Overshield, like, that would have been really, really cool. It would have been cheesable, because you could have dropped it and picked it back. Well, no, you couldn't have dropped it and picked it back up. Didn't you drop them, and you couldn't pick them up again? Yeah, they could have done that. They gave you increased agility when you picked up the cannons in Wrath. You know, that's good enough. Just enough. Do you consider that the recent Revelry set of reskinned of the Terra uh, con- uh, Concord set? I like the raid, but I hated the Revelry set for Titans. Do you consider the recent Revelry set a reskin of the Terra Concord set? I'm not familiar with that set. Uh, Mel Melbers says, In the TWAB, they refer to Well of Radiance as an alternate super, like they do with Ward of Dawn. Is that a typo or a mistake? No, it's not a typo or a mistake. What they mean is, is that you go into Dawnblade, that is the solar super of the Warlock. You go into Dawnblade, and the alternate super is Well of Radiance. You go into Sentinel Titan, and top and bottom trees are Sentinel. And then the middle is the alternate. Like, you can do... Well, I think they're putting it on the top, I'm sorry. The middle's got the, the shield, right? It's an alternate, meaning that's not the base super, so that's not the base solar super 
of the Warlock. The base solar super of the Warlock is Dawnblade, and your alternate is, is the Well of Radiance. That's why they're using that terminology there. I think it's confusing, because on the Titan, you can pop your super and have Sentinel, and then decide to suddenly do the, the Well of Radiance instead. You can kind of do both at the same time. You can't do that with Well of Radiance, right? Well of Radiance is your Well of Radiance. There is no Dawnblade. That's the difference with Sentinel. Sentinel, you can like pop Sentinel if you want or pop the bubble if you want. I think in Bungie's mind, there's still alternate supers beneath that subclass. I think that's how they're viewing it. Uh, Big Huge says, I know for a fact that the artists create dozens of dope armor designs. Why do you think that they chose an existing design to remaster when it probably takes the same amount of time and resources to create something entirely new? I disagree with you. I don't think you're correct in this. I think my theory is is more on target. I think they went with an existing set because modifications to the ge- like the geometry and the silhouette of these sets and then adding ornaments to it took about the same amount of time as if they just created one brand new set per class with no ornaments. I think the ornaments add a whole other layer to the discussion. Because um, it has to... Like, ornaments have to look really really good but they're also translucent they they protrude from the character they have to interact with and land on top of existing pieces I don't think it's as easy or as simple as you're making it like well why didn't they just do this I think the theory that they really really wanted to add ornaments and the best way for them to do that was to use existing sets and modify them uh, Sir Treebeard Aren't the premium pass armor ornaments as well? Uh, so you could change the raid armor to look like the premium pass. Right. Nobody here. Understand me. Okay. Nobody is saying this is bull crap. If I want to wear a raid armor, I got to look like this. That's not true. You could make this set look like any Eververse sets from the past. Um, ironically enough, you could make this set look like the Curse of Osiris Eververse set <laughs> and it would clean it up and look different. But you, th- that's not the issue. The issue is anybody can run through Shadowkeep seasonal book and get the shiny Vex set. Anybody can get that. So, so like walking around the tower, this is not a testimony of anything other than the fact that you played. Now, yes, if they inspect you, but like I, I honestly think this this draws more attention if you're walking around the tower. This is unique. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's going to be walking around with this set eventually. I, you know, and there's no ornaments on it. There's no ornaments on it on the Eververse set. The Eververse set is dope, but it's clearly it's clearly a set that you buy. So, as much as we're like, oh, reskin, reskin, reskin. You think anybody's gonna walk around the tower and see you walking around like this and be like, look at that guy over there with that reskin of the Curse of Osiris Eververse set from two years ago? <laughs> no, they're like, dude, that's a raid set. It's got glowing ornaments on it. Not just glowing ornaments like in the past, but like real physical ornaments. Um, ever set is ornaments right that's what I mean like these these are not eververse but these are universal ornaments that was a good decision you get these no matter what and they're universal ornaments these if you buy them are universal ornaments because they want you to be able to always use these if you spend the money this is always something you can equip again that's not as cool because you can swipe a credit card and get it that's not as cool as something like this that would probably take weeks to build right you're saying ornaments when it comes to glows is incredibly confusing? It's confusing because you're choosing to be confused in Titled Song. Like, 
they, they that's the or the glowing ornaments that they added during solstice that they, they were there first they were there first before this appearance tab in armor 2.0 so i don't know why you're confused they've been doing they did this this way on the the, the what they call them glows did they call them glows what do they call them in solstice because solstice was in the game first i thought they were called ornaments they call them glows ornaments and ornamentation gee many freaking christmas it's it's you know what i'm saying and what i'm meaning that's an ornament that's a glow on top and the reason i don't like calling it a glow is because it's more than a glow in my mind leviathan had a glow applied to it you know the chroma the chroma from d1 was a glow this is a physical ornament that that's that's on top of it not to mention not to mention the ornaments on exotics are similar in this vein like you go in you change the ornament and like changes the way it looks like they were ornaments in the destiny way mods that you can add three glows or whatever that are intrinsically part of the set i understand what you mean but it can get real confusing i i don't think it's that confusing i in any case i'm not splitting hairs over verbiage why are you calling it a battle pass why are you calling them ornaments like why do you care you know what i'm saying Jinja 300. I'm honestly fine with the armor. It looks thematic. That being said, with the armor having the cool ornate effects and the new raid mods having mods having specific effects for encounters in the raid, do you think they are moving towards the direction of D1 raid armor? I think they are trying to get back to D D1 raid armor. Yes, and that's why I compared these. Okay, I, I don't like doing this to you. I don't like showing you this. Um, but this Crota set from Age of Triumph is still unmatched we don't have an equal to this in d2 this is some of the best armor ever created okay um and i believe even back then we called this ornamental armor i'm pretty sure um it's just there are no ornaments involved in this set you don't know that you know you know as much as i do you don't know that um i mean and this king's fall set okay so the king's fall set and the crota set are unmatched we don't have armor sets that are this ornate that are this unique that are this amazing i have been arguing today that i think the ornamental set of wrath of the machine is equal to the new set for garden of salvation it's very thematic not a lot of people like the wrath set it's got a glow on it this is very thematic not a lot of people are going to like it because it's got like a very vex theme we look like we're wearing vexed body parts um and it's got like glows on it I'm fairly certain I'm in my right to call these ornaments by the way because that's what they were called in D1 didn't they call the Age of Triumph gear ornamental armor it was an ornament that changed it so at its inception this type of armor this was referred to as an ornament I'm pretty sure that's how it worked um Cabal with five months welcome back almost half a year uh Origami, what would you think of raid armor that evolves, like separate slot ornaments? Maybe there's completing certain things. I was hoping that's the direction we were going. Like, I have a whole video on that. Like, my entire video about the leaks of this armor was that it was going to be like Solstice. It was going to be upgradable. We were going to literally change the physical nature of the of the loot. Um, I don't know. I, I just think, to me this looks physical like there's missing pieces there's still a part of me that thinks this armor could be leveled up and have those those glows that we're seeing here actually become like physical manifestations to make the armor look pristine and fixed and clean and upgraded um so 
Smooth George. We will we be getting a full set of raid weapons, uh, or are we expecting the raid weapons to be the same as the Mercury Forge prophecy weapons? The collections have the same uh, some types missing. It's not going to be every single gun in the game. I think it's seven plus the exotic. It's eight total from the picture that we saw. I think it's like I think it's I think it's seven seven legendaries, and then the eighth weapon is an exotic for the raid. That's not everything. It's pretty close. I don't know if we have a picture to count those up. Somebody looking in the collections, and when I counted up, I think it was seven. We had a picture of the collections of all the raid armor. Chaotic Darkness. I hope five of them are sidearms. Chaotic Darkness. I feel like with the way the armor looks, it's rough. Bungie could have brought back Prestige Raid Mode. Prestige Mode levels up the armor into beautiful, smooth armor. Your thoughts? I mean, maybe maybe they could be holding that in their pocket they could be holding a difficulty behind but Deej indicated there's only one difficulty in an interview Um, so I don't think so now running the raid so many times or a quest or if these are like solstice and inside the armor there's like things to do and work on maybe by the end of the season you can upgrade their appearance by running lots of raids um Again, because these glows, I'm going to start calling them glows, so we're on the same page. Because these glows look physical and not just like this ethereal sort of like, oh, it's purple now. It's, it's, it's a physical thing. There's spikes coming off. There's pieces of the helmet being added. It, it, we could go in that direction, you know? A. Spencer, do you think that there's a chance that the raid armor could change once you complete the raid for the week? Oh, we just I just answered that. Uh, more cat. Skip if covered. Let's say Bungie brings back uh, Age of Triumph armor styles for raids. Do we need a hard mode and a normal mode for ornaments, or should Hawthorne be repurposed to have raid ornaments in the challenges? I, I don't think we're going back to normal hard, even though I would like to, and then it would give a context for exactly what you're saying. The, the fixed version or the better-looking version of the raid armor would be in the hard version of the raid, but according to Deej, we're not getting that, and so I don't think we can really hope for it. Janiper says, do you think they're adding cosmetic armor in D2 stage, uh, in D2 in stages, almost like power creep for cosmetics, getting slightly better every expansion to keep incentive for the new sets, as in, do you think we will eventually be back to the level of raid armor at the end of D1's lifetime? I think we're on that way. As I said a couple of times today, I feel like this set, I feel like this set specifically is a step in that direction. It's a step in that direction. Um, Because this is something that hasn't been in D1 up to now. The glows on the Leviathan armor were lame. Spire of Stars and Eater of Worlds, their ornaments were not ornaments. They literally just changed, like, the shader and the texture. Um, And then you had, like, Scourge, you had Last Wish, and then you had Crown of Sorrow, where the armor is the armor. And I thought the armor was fine up to this point, but this, to me, is a clear upgrade. This is a clear move in the direction. If we ignore the fact that they're reskins, if these were not reskins, we would not be saying this. We'd be saying, this is great. This armor stands apart. It's the only armor in the game like this except for, like, Solstice armor. And even Solstice armor, the glows were different. This is more physical and, like, geometry changing of the, of the gear itself. It's not like a glowy wing or something. Um, 
Savatrocity. Do you think the trials ornaments are not being included in as an oversight and they did not uh, and they did it on purpose and why? I'm skipping your question. There's no what are you talking about? There's no trials in the game. Detox unit. Lono, I can understand why people want to look good in Destiny. However, I'd rather have Bungie spend a large majority of their time building and testing great weapons. Why do you think people care so much about armor when they can't see themselves 90% of the time? Maybe it's just me, but I don't stop and look at Guardian's armor in the tower. Um... Anytime you go into your inventory screen, you've seen your art. You see your armor set. I, I like when my character looks cool. Um, trials ornaments year one, homie. Trials is in the game right now. Why even talk about it? Like, there's no point in going back in time and talking about trials ornaments year one. Like, why? Why would we even waste breath on that? That's two years ago. What's the point? We're in year three. Like, what? What are we talking about? Um. Anyway, the the. I like to look good in Destiny. I like when I pull open my menu and I see how cool my character looks. Um, I like when I see people who do completely different combinations. Whenever I, uh, whenever I was playing with somebody the other day, I inspected his character. I thought he looked cool. I was like, "Oh, I love your set." He had on Leviathan set, all the purple glows, purple shaders. He looks really, really cool. I liked it. I was like, "Oh, that looks hot." Um, so I, I I think you're you're like playing down the fact that it that people care about what they look like. Why bring back year one crucible ornaments and not year one trials ornaments is all I'm wondering. Homie, I answered you. Trials isn't in the game. So where would they put that, my man? Now they might do that later when trials comes back. I think trials is inevitably coming back. That's why three v three eliminations going into crucible labs. There's no context to bring them back yet, dude. So, I want that for you. I love you, man. If you're a Destiny player and you want Trials to come back, I love you, and I hope you get your way. But there's no... Where are they going to put that stuff right now, bro? There's no Trials. That's my point. Your question doesn't make any sense. You know? It doesn't make any sense, dude! It doesn't make any sense! Now, if they bring back Trials, then your question makes sense. If they were bringing back Trials, then I would be like, yeah, that's a bummer, man. They're bringing back Trials, but they're not bringing back Trials ornaments for you? That's that's kind of stupid. Yes, I think they should do that if they bring back Trials. And that'd be a great way to repurpose that armor and give you that feeling of like, hey, cool, this armor has purpose and meaning right now. Plus, I think all re-earnable armor is 2.0 anyway. So if they bring back Trials, you could re-earn that Trials gear, I would think, and get it ornamental, and, and get it to, with the armor 2.0. But I don't know how they would do that. I don't know how they would do that. Because I would think if they bring back Trials, they wouldn't really, really launch it strong with a new armor set. So, I wasn't trying to be, like, dismissive of your question. It's just, like, sometimes people ask questions, and I'm like, homie, there's no reason to even talk about that right now. Like, that's not even in the game. That was kind of my, that was kind of what I was trying to say. Um, so, back to this question. People do care about what they look like. And, listen... I do understand that people overstate, uh, people do overstate the severity of this issue. They're like, Lono, I cannot believe they reskinned the armor. I can't believe they did this. This is ridiculous. I've had people commenting saying, I'm not even going to buy the DLC now. I'm not even going to play the game. Like, who the frick cares? Blah, 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 blah. Okay. I've had people saying all kinds of things like that. For starters, out of the 10% of the community that really runs raids like religiously, probably about 10% of the community runs religiously. There's only a slice of that commu- of that 10% that probably goes for full sets of armor and even wears full sets of armor because raid raid loot intentionality has been non-existent up to this point. 
there's you don't have raidude intentionality so like a very very small percent of the community even runs raids regularly an even smaller percentage has a full set I happen to think most of the people on reddit Twitter, YouTube, my chat, everywhere that are being sky is falling about this. I can't believe this is a risk. I think most of those people are frauds. I think they're frauds. I don't think they care. I don't think they ever even were going to plan on playing the raid. I don't think they have a single raid set in their inventory. I think most of those people, not all, I think most of those people are frauds. I think the thoughtful people that raid on a regular basis are making criticisms and saying they're disappointed and saying they're unhappy, but they're not being like hyperbolic, sky is falling, this is garbage, Bungie's terrible, Bungie's lazy. I think the people that genuinely love raiding and run raids on a regular basis are not typing up posts like that. I think people are leveraging an easy criticism because the irony is that they're lazy and they just like to complain. So they go to the easiest thing they can complain about and something that more than likely will have zero effect on them whatsoever because they're never, ever, ever going to chase these pieces. It's just... Right, it would be like a vegan complaining about the price of meat. It's just like you're just jumping on something to complain and hate on. This doesn't actually land on your experience, okay? I do think there are well-meaning, frustrated, or disappointed people who play raids and are disappointed in this. That's why in my talk I said, this is a bummer. I want to affirm that. I get it. It's, it's like, man, why didn't you just create a brand new set, you know? And, as I said... I'm more annoyed by typically by the community's response than the fact that Bungie did this. Bungie did this, and I'm like, well, that's a bummer, but my frustration and my irritation typically is is increased by the way the community responds. Not the community that's here, but again, the people that kind of hijack Reddit and Twitter just to spew hate. Yeah, rescan, 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 and they're probably not even... I, I would I would wager to say a lot of these people don't even play Destiny. I would wager to say that the drive-by haters that make troll accounts and come here and make troll accounts to say things on Twitter and Reddit and everything else and just they incessantly complain, I happen to think that a large portion of those people don't even play Destiny. Don't even play Destiny. I really do think that. You know? I fall into that category. While I'm upset about the reskin, I love that there's more ornaments now. While I might be nitpicky towards a few things, I think it's cool for each character for sure. Just was hoping for a more Vex theme than there is in this armor. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I can tell a Destiny player who plays raids. Like, I can tell when they talk about the game if they're if they're actually somebody who plays. Um, uh... Dykel with the Prime sub. Welcome to the Rage. Just enjoy your dope badge and emotes. Enjoy ad-free viewing on the channel. When you guys sub here, you won't see ads when you're here. Ads became pretty disruptive. Thank you for using your Prime sub. Uh, if you guys have a Prime sub and you use it here, I greatly appreciate that. Uh, next question. Ashen Hollow. Mainly picking your brain, but why does it seem a lot of times we're clawing to get back to where we were at the end of Destiny 1? I feel the raid armor discussion really highlights this point. Okay, so a couple of things happened at the end of Destiny 1 that has shaded our ability to judge, okay? This is going to be a difficult point to make, but I want to make it. When we got to the end of Destiny 1, Bungie gave us almost no content nothing no new activities no new pursuits they repackaged everything they took all the raid armor they took all the raid guns and they basically like repackaged it and they reskinned it okay 
and we celebrate that as if it was like the golden age of destiny and we get these rose colored glasses and then we look at a reskinned armor set and we think what a joke this is ridiculous i wish you could go back to age of triumph Okay, let me take you back to Age of Triumph. Would you like to go there instead of going into Shadowkeep? Sure, here, I'll take you. Let me... Ding, ding, ding. Here's my magic wand. Bloop, 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 bloop. Now, we're in Age of Triumph in Destiny 2 instead of Shadowkeep. Here you go. Hopefully you're happy with Leviathan and Spire of Stars and Eater of Worlds and Last Wish. We reskinned all the armor and added ornaments, and that's all you get. And it doesn't cost any money because it's not really it's not really content. It's just repurposed old raids. Aren't you happy? Aren't you happy? I took you back. I took you back to Age of Triumph. This is Age of Triumph in Destiny Destiny 2, no new content, no new activities, no new campaigns, no new strikes, no new loot pools, no new nothing. But the armor looks cool. Do you know what would happen if they did that? Do you have any idea if they did that, what people would have done? No, we're not doing a DLC. You guys said Age of Triumph was the golden age of Destiny 1, so we're doing that. Leviathan and Last Wish and Scourge and Crown of Sorrow have all been repackaged, and all the ornament, all the armor has ornaments on it. No, there's not new strikes. No, there's not new weapons, you dumb frick. This is what you wanted, isn't it? And everyone would freaking lose their dadgum minds. This is ridiculous. I can't believe we waited a year for no content. But Bungie releases a DLC after announcing being self-published with a location, with a raid, with a new, with two new activities and all these new loot sets and a season pass system. And they take us to the seemingly to the transition to the promised land. And this is what people do. They're like, but the pictures did look at that picture loan no yeah we had nothing to do back then that's all we had we had nothing we had four raids that rotated each week and nothing new for a year but because it's pretty we forget the reality it's just like I get it. I said today, I want to highlight this armor. I want to praise this armor and say, let's get back there. Raid loot needs to go back here as, as, as a loot incentive, as an aesthetically pleasing thing. I mean, this armor is legit. I'm not going to dispute that. But when you want to go back to Age of Triumph, I can take you there and you wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't be happy with a bunch of reskinned raids and ornaments on our armor. Come on. But that's what we do. We look at this set, that set. We got this set here, this set here, this set here. We got the moon. We got we got the nightmare hunt. We got the Vex offensive. We got a brand new raid. Eris Morn is back. And this is what we do. Oh my gosh. Can you believe a reskinned armor from two years ago that I don't even have and I never wore? But can you believe it? And then the, oh, let's post pictures of the armor from Age of Triumph as like some kind of an insult to like where we're going now. If I could cast my magic wand and take you to Age of Triumph and Destiny 2, you would beg me to take you back to Shadowkeep. Promise you. You would beg me. Please take us back to where there's new content, Lono. Please take us back to where the game evolves and changes and there's new stuff to do. There's more stuff in the Eververse than in the game because they count quantitatively sparrows and ships and shaders and stuff that does nothing to your experience. People are nuts, man. They're nuts. 31 months from Bearded Warrior. Thank you. So, 
Yeah, that's a side rant. Mic drop. I know the vibe. I know the vibe's been positive and full of laughter, but I am so sick. I am so sick of people completely misrepresenting the Eververse's presence in the game and how great Age of Triumph was. I loved Age of Triumph. Age of Triumph more than likely gave me a career in streaming because it it, it, it like it, it jettisoned my channel to new heights and exposed me to people that helped with the discord and my brand and all these things like I love Age of Triumph but there was literally nothing in Age of Triumph it was reskinned raids that we loved and loot that we loved but that's it that's it and I love it and I always will love it but acting like that was the best time ever in Destiny because the armor was pretty is ludicrous. And it also ignores the fact that I, I, think, I, think, I think this armor is pretty freaking sweet. <laughs> this armor is pretty freaking sweet. I look pretty awesome right now, you know? So, that's why I get frustrated and that's why I get ramped up and I, I get passionate because it's just the position is so bankrupt. It's so false and it gets so much power and so much footing in people's minds and I'm sick of it. I'm, I'm sick of it. It's just it, enough is enough, you know, enough is enough. Uh, Phil Vendetta. Hey, Lono. Sorry for the question. Uh, Sorry for the question. I don't know if that guy was being a troll or not. Uh, Mods, you can revisit what he said. You can unban if you want. I thought he was. I thought it was a troll. The paragraph about wire streamers who stream such wimps who ban people because they're offended. Um, I don't know if that was directed at me. He might have been ranting about somebody else. He might deserve an unban. Uh, Phil Vendetta. Uh, hey, Lono. Sorry for the question. Unrelated to the subject. Tinfoil hat theory. With Bungie's partnership with Google and having the Stadia build of D2 added to the mentions of running out of space, do you believe that Destiny moving to a partially cloud-based game is possible within a few years? Maybe for D3. And that's what the new technology mentioned from Luke Smith last week is related to for an ever-evolving world and whatnot. Thanks. I love this. I love this theory. Um, I do. I think there's there's some merit to it, especially with Microsoft in the picture. <clears throat> Microsoft has cloud-based uh, solutions that we could that, that could be leveraged by Bungie, uh, and they're clearly working with Microsoft. So I like where your head's at. This is definitely a possibility. That's about as far as I can go. I I, I can't go much further than this. Um, cloud-based gaming. I think cloud-based gaming has a long way to go, but like cloud-based saves and using cloud technology to store stuff would be like the semblance of of dedicated servers but it wouldn't be dedicated servers there's there's a possibility they could start offloading stuff there they could start taking things like imagine if you will that the tower was in the cloud uh or you know social spaces were in the cloud public spaces could be in the cloud i don't know because they're instance based that might be a technological possibility and then they could do, again, maybe low-level dedicated servers for PvP only. I don't know. Again, we're, we are completely off in, like, speculationville right now. We have no idea uh, how that would work. Cloud-based gaming is not the same as, like, cloud-based services. Storing something on the cloud would simply be, again, like a, it'd be like a dedicated server. You would interact with that cloud-based instance and it would pull down all the information and load the area where you're playing i just don't know because 
I do think everybody's internet speeds is a potential problem there. Cloud-based gaming is a challenge because you're literally playing the game and it's running on the cloud, which means any hiccups in upload or download is going to cause significant issues. Like, right now, if I go to Twitter and on my streaming rig and I upload an image and it messes with my upload stream of my bitrate, you guys will get drop frames. My stream will become like a... It'll like it'll like freeze. It won't even look as good as what I just did. It'll literally just freeze, and then all of a sudden I'll be over here like this. I don't know. Cloud-based gaming's got a long way to go because like general consumer internet speeds are not fast enough or stable enough to do that. I mean, internet speeds are all over the place in most neighborhoods because the nodes are oversold. So I just don't know. Um, and I don't know if cloud-based solutions could help with. You know, Abe, we can store the tower on the cloud. It's just a bunch of NPCs. There's no action. You know, that would save space in the game. Um, When you're in orbit, you could basically be quote-unquote in the cloud because there's nothing going on. That might save space in the game. Uh, You know, because it wouldn't matter if there's a little bit of lag or latency in the tower. You're just kind of walking around. Nothing major is happening. Um... I just think they need to nuke the farm and nuke Mercury. I, I just think they need to nuke the farm and nuke Mercury. Just get them out of the game and, and save space, and nobody would complain. I, if, if they did it quietly, people would... It, it would probably be like a week before people realized. Hey, when they delete Mercury, like, I mean, people wouldn't even notice. Same with the farm. It, it would probably take a month for people to realize the farm was gone. Evil the Waffler. At the, this point, they still haven't talked about weapons. Is it safe to say they won't be any changes to weapons come Shadowkeep? I'm going to read you a little line. A little line that's about next week's TWAB, and this is going to be not that exciting, but it should be good, okay? I'm not coming out of my skin. Next week, we'll be taking a look at how your arsenal of weaponry will be changing. This is stated at the conclusion of the buffs debuff section, so that's a sandbox statement. If you go all the way to the bottom of the TWAB, Dylan says, See you next week when we will talk about some exciting sandbox weapon changes like Sunshot having 12 in the mag, or Graviton Lance getting a 30% PvE damage increase so there again is some commentary that points us to i think we're going to be getting a sandbox weapon tuning uh message next week it's not going to be hey uh weapons 2.0 like i don't think that uh you know scouts are probably going to get a buff and some other things we'll see uh those things are exciting because then you can kind of change up your meta and your loadout a little bit um be great if uh you know It'd be great if they could do something to fusions and other things and linear fusions and stuff like that and linear, you know, let's get some legendary trace rifles. If you guys tell me where Azura is, I'll go find him and we can we can pull uh, we can pull him up on the screen. Crusader says, do you think that Eververse should remain lore free? I think Caber's uh, Glass Aegis versus Micro Mini. Uh, they are doing a good job with it, at least the armor this season. I don't have a strong opinion on this. I do not have a strong opinion on this. If if they want to have lore tied to certain things, that, that that's not gonna that's not gonna break my heart. It's not gonna break my heart. If they don't have lore, then that's not gonna break my heart either. I don't I don't place a lot of emphasis on this. I don't think it's all that important. Whether it is or whether it's not, um, doesn't bother me. It does not bother me. Next question. From Crusader, do you think that not getting new armor for the core activities is an issue? Strikes, Crucible, Gambit, especially not after getting any new, uh, any for a year. Uh, they are after just getting the year one pieces. They could expand the weapons too. Well, the game is changing, okay? 
the game is changing and you have to understand that we are going in a, in a in a direction where um oh yeah tweet I forgot about the tweet uh we're going in a direction where they're going to want to use the book the book and the pass okay as the main thing uh as like the main thing that's going on that's the main like draw each season is the is is the book and the reason that they're doing that is the npcs haven't really landed properly up to this point they just haven't the npcs are kind of they're kind of muted they're super lord of wolves Lions, uh, Rampant, Sunbracers, and Gemini Jester. The roles on Rampant, uh, Dynamo, Bomber, and Oversized Weapon Dexterity with Scavenger for Pulse and Scout. So nothing amazing there. Um, Sunbracers with Fastball would be nice. Increased grenade throw distance, and then causing damage with the grenade reduces your melee cooldown. Both Fastball and Momentum Transfer would be great. Uh, solar melee kills grant unlimited solar grenade energy uh, for a brief time. So, um, momentum transfer would pair nice with that. Because if solar melee kills are going to give you unlimited solar grenade energy for a time, and you're getting melee cooldown from grenade damage, uh, that's a very, very nice uh, pairing right there. Sniper scavenger's nice, heavy ammo finder's nice. So if you don't have a good roll on sun bracers, probably a good time to get these. Again, all that's changing with armor 2.0. Um, and then we got special and primary ammo finder on the Gemini jesters. These that, that I wouldn't get this. Outreach reduces melee cooldown. Um, dodging disorients nearby enemies and temporarily moves them from radar. Yeah, this doesn't. I, I don't even know if people are really using them. So there you go. We'll keep Zer on the screen. Uh, duh, 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 duh. yeah. I mean, I'm not. I'm not phrasing this as well as I'd like to. My answer to this question hasn't been the best. So let me try this again. Okay. Do I think that not getting new armor for the core activities is an issue? Strikes Crucible Gambit. Like the, I have a video on the vendors not getting an update. Here's the thing. I think the theme of Shadow Keep is armor, armor 2.0, and we're going back to the moon. And a really good way to make it clear that like armor 2.0 is here is year one Vanguard year one crucible armor is like that's that's dropping and that's getting the armor 2.0 treatment it makes it clear there's a shift it makes it clear there's stuff going on and then you're directing your attention to the new season pass grinding that there's armor in there there's stuff in there there's there's things that you're going to be getting from you know, from that pass. And that pass is designed to bring people back each season to spend that $10. I think that's an easier value transmission to the common player than saying, Shaq's got an upgraded loot pool, this Van- uh, Z- uh, Zavala got an upgraded loot pool, and Gambit got an upgraded loot pool. Now, do those things need to happen? Maybe. Right? Maybe. Do they need to do they need to do something with those guys I think so is now the time for it I don't think so your primary focus is going to be the new activities and the new loot pools we've got the moon we've got anything that drops on the moon we're going to be forging weapons with Eris Morn you've got the nightmare hunt loot pool you've got the vex offensive loot pool you've got the raid you've got any of the loot that's dropping from the seasonal book that's a lot of stuff that I think 
I, I really think that serves as a, as a, that di- almost diminishes anything they would have done with the Vanguard, the Crucible, or or Gambit. And I know people disagree with me on this. I think most of the people that disagree with me are people who only play Crucible. Um, you know, I think it, people only play Crucible, and then they're like, "This is stupid. I can't believe they're doing this." You know, I can't believe they're they're not updating these NPCs, and it's because they're not really interested in the new activities. I genuinely think most people that get Shadowkeep and focus on Erismorn, the Moon, Nightmare Hunt, and the Vex Offensive, I think most of those people aren't going to give a rip that Zavala didn't get a ref- that Zavala didn't get a refresh, and that Shax didn't get a refresh. I really and truly think most people are going to shrug it off. Another thread of this, and I talked about this in my vendors video. Another thread of this uh, that I talked about in my vendors video is that more than likely if they're going to be repurposing old loot pools and old uh, old activities if they're going to be doing that then I think it's better suited to not land in paid content it muddies the water it muddles things to be like am I paying for Shadowkeep? well then why are you repackaging Escalation Protocol or the NPCs on the planets so beyond Shaq's Zavala and the Drifter, I think the reason we're not seeing Escalation Protocol get repurposed or anything else get repurposed, I think the reason they're not doing that is they don't want Shadowkeep to be muddled with any reskins or repurposing because they're already dealing with a reskin criticism on the raid armor. I happen to think, this is my theory, and you guys are probably sick of hearing it, but I want to say it. I think there's going to be a free track and a a premium track from here on out. So when Season of Dawn lands, premium track is $10. You buy Season of Dawn for $10. There'll be a new activity. There'll be a new loot pool. There'll be new stuff in that seasonal book, okay? New activity, new loot pool, seasonal book. That's free. I'm, I'm sorry, that's paid. Then there's the free track. The free track is the top part of that book. There's going to be a repurposed old activity and a repurposed loot pool. I think that pairs really well together. Something's always happening in the world. Nobody can complain about paying for reskins because if they repurpose Escalation Protocol and Anna Bray's loot pool, you can't be like, why am I paying for this? You're not. It's totally free. What you're paying for is the premium track on the seasonal book, the season pass, and you're paying for the new activity and the new loot pool that's in that new activity because it's going to replace Vex Offensive. That's where I think we're headed. What does that mean for Zavala and Shax and Drifter? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if every season they're going to basically be like, there's going to be free updates to those guys as they bring back old weapons. Maybe they bring back Nameless Midnight or or the Nurgle or whatever the frick they want to bring back as a, oh hey, these are free loot updates to the NPCs to keep people in the game and keep people playing. Oh, and here's the armor set from, you know, here's this other armor set from this, this DLC or that DLC, and now you can chase it with Armor 2.0 on it. So... Origami, what do you think of using blue armor again before getting up there in higher power levels and getting the legendary 2.0 armor? I love the feeling of feeling less power from the start again. I just don't think they can replicate that, man. I don't think they can replicate that. They're getting rid of they're getting rid of the the idea of you having like a white to green to blue to purple. They're getting rid of that. Everybody's 750. As soon as Shadowkeep lands, we are all 750. That's a pretty big change to the leveling structure. It's a pretty big change to what you do when you're going to be leveling up. So, 
okay nameless midnight already has random rolls like cut me some slack i was just rattling off vanguard weapons from year one you knew what my the, the intention of what i was saying like cut me cut me some slack here um so uh, y- yeah as far as getting blue armor again you're going to be getting blue armor but i don't know what role it's going to play when they say world drops can drop at your level, they're they're referring to legendaries. So like, I don't blues are just going to serve as like a frustration and irritation, probably. Show us the perks, please. I've done it multiple times. I'll try to keep cycling through. Um, Pressure TTV. I haven't been playing Destiny since I switched to PC. Uh, would be would getting back into it on PC be worth it, or is this laid in? I haven't played since the beginning of Destiny Two. It's up to you. I don't answer questions like this. If you want to get back in, get back in. I'm not I'm not selling you on getting back in the game. I don't like questions like that. Look at New Light. Look at everything you get in Forsaken in this in the year two annual pass for $25. Look at the $60, you know, um, Shadow Keep special edition or whatever it's called, enhanced edition. Look at all that, and if you think it's worth it, dive back in. But I'm not telling you whether or not it's worth it. I don't answer questions like that. It's up to you. Tokyo Express. Hey Lono, personally I like the raid armor as is. But understand why people don't like it. Is there anything Bungie could do to redeem themselves uh, to those people, either now or in the future? Um, or is this section of the community a lost cause? As I said, I think I think a lot of them are literally not even people that matter. I, I, I really do. I think the hyperbolic sky is falling. This is bogus. This is stupid. I'm canceling my pre-order. I, I really and truly don't think they matter. I think they're nobody. I don't think they play the game or they're going to buy it anyway and they're posturing and they're lying. Um... I have seen people time and time again, I'm not buying, I'm holding off, this is ridiculous, blah blah blah, and then a month later, they're posting screenshots of their power grind. Like, I don't know, I just, I see this time and time again with people. I also think there's plenty of people that, that are that are throwing in on this raid hate train that don't even run raids and don't even have any raid armor. I genuinely think a ton of these people don't play, or if they do play, they they literally don't touch the raids and haven't touched the raids. They're just posturing, you know, anger. That's all. Echoes of Silence. If you don't buy Shadowkeep, will you be able to get to max power? Um, everybody starts 750, but no, you won't be able to get max power because there'll be pinnacle activities that take you to 960 that you won't have access to. T choppy. Hey, Lono, really dig your reasoning for the armor, but I think having the shiny Vex armor as the raid armor would get people to buy Shadowkeep. I disagree. Since you can only get it by doing Shadowkeep raid. Plus, it would be more people actually buying the complete raid to the full set. I think you misunderstand where the shiny Vex armor is. It's in the premium track of the season pass book, which means you gotta buy Shadowkeep to get it. Well, maybe not Shadowkeep. You can just buy Season of the Undying for 10 bucks. I think your read on this is wrong. I think people are going to see that Vex set. They're going to be like, that's awesome. I get that from the book. Sweet. Sign me up. Give me Shadow Keep. You are 100% wrong thinking that raid armor motivates people to buy Shadow Keep because we've got five years of data to prove you wrong. Almost nobody run raids in the majority of the community. It is not. It is not a primary motivator for purchase. It just, it simply is not. They don't. They didn't promote Forsaken with raid armor and raid guns. They promoted Forsaken with the Tangled Shore, with Spider, with the Barons, with that cool. You know, they started dropping the Tangled Shore armor and weapons in the game a week early. Your read on this is just is just inaccurate in light of the data. I get where your heart's at. It's like, dude, if it's behind the paid content, then people would feel the need to pay. Well, it is. 
it's part of the season. You gotta buy Shadow Keep to get it. And I don't think a lot of people are gonna be like, well, I don't wanna buy Shadow Keep because the raid armor sucks. I'm just gonna do the $10 for Season of the Undying. I don't think anybody's gonna do that. Because I think most people don't even have their sights set on the raid. You wanna know the honest to goodness truth? If I filled a room full of a thousand of the most casual, most day-to-day players who don't get on Twitter, Reddit forums, or whatever. The majority of the player base doesn't get on Reddit, they don't get on Twitter, they don't watch this channel, okay? If I took a thousand of those people, and I showed them the way they set up the armor, and I asked them what they thought, I bet you a significant portion of them would say, I think it's awesome that I can get really cool loot, and I don't have to run the raid. And I'm not defending that sentimentality, I think the guns should be amazing and stand apart and unique, but I think a lot of people would celebrate this and say that's awesome that loot looks great I would hate it if I had to run the raid to get if all the armor outside of the raid was trash I'd be pretty disappointed you know now again I'm still going to maintain my position that raids need to have some of the most unique perks and need to have cool weapons and they haven't up until now which is why I'm affirming people's kind of disappointment with the reskin it is a bummer we want better loot in the raids but at the same time most of the player base isn't going in there anyway so it's not a huge loss for Bungie. Captain SRAS. Do you think our glows will have different looks when applied to different versions of the armor? Maybe you're able to be applied to raid armor as well as credit. No. There's no there's no other glows being shown in any of the pictures. Mr. Big Shot. It looks like Bungie made a post uh, most, if not all, year one armor 2.0. Everything that is earnable is armor 2.0. Any armor that drops. What are your thoughts on that? Could peep could it be pull uh could it pull people from going for newer armor sets? I personally am excited about this. Again, Luke Smith seemed to indicate that pinnacle activities, that harder activities are going to have better stat armor. Like the stats are going to be better in certain places. Like you're going to want to go into places that have the better drops for the better stats. Uh, three months from Dawson. Thank you. Welcome back. Bearded Wonder, did I thank you for 31 months? I think I did. Forza. Now that we have what we think are raid ornaments, do you think the prestige raids will be coming back? Nope, because uh, Deed said only one difficulty for this raid. Maybe in the future, but not now. Opinions get you banned. <clears throat> Some raid mods have leaked, and one of them says collecting. I'm not reading that. Uh, gaming author. I'm not putting spoilers in. I'm not putting spoilers in. My thought on raid. Hang on. I'm going to read it without showing it and see if I can answer you. Um. Some people are losing their mind thinking that this is... No, I don't think so. Opinions get you banned. And I'm not putting spoilers in the Q&A as best I can. If people want to go into the raid blind and don't want to know about those mods, I don't want to read your question. But to your question, do I think that's going to be involved? No, I don't. I think a mechanic that's reminiscent of that will be involved, but no. Rocksteady with 21 months. Welcome back. Uh, The gaming author. How do you feel about Bungie nerfing super energy gains by 50% from orbs and 25% from kills and assists? I understand their argument of not wanting us to trivialize content, but I don't want to go back to the bad old days where supers took forever to charge. We're not going back there. You have to remember, they're going to let you literally pick the perks you want on your armor. So, and Luke Smith also said, you can get intellect up to 100. That's the max intellect. I can get intellect to 100 without any mods. I can do that without any mods. So I can max out my intellect on my armor. Then I can put on... um, uh, I can put on hands-on, the perk that gives me increased super energy from melee. I can max melee regeneration, so I'm constantly throwing knife trick. I personally think they're doing this to standardize the floor because we're going to be building on that floor. 
What does intellect do? It's the speed with which your your super regenerates. Sorry, some of you might not know that. That's from D1. Intellect, if it's maxed to 100, will make your super regenerate as fast as they're allowing you to. So whatever floor they've decided for super regeneration to be at, okay, we're building on top of that with intellect. We're building on top of that with perks like heavy lifting and hands-on and then you can feed hands-on and heavy lifting with heavy ammo finder and machine gun scavenger and melee regeneration speed and things like that and ophidious space i personally think that they had to do this because we're going to be building on top of it and i said this earlier it's 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 more your impact in your loadout is more felt like you feel that more if they kind of lower the floor if they're not just feeding you easy peasy super energy and you have to build your your build around like if you really want to get a fast super build you can that impact of your decision making is better felt if they lower the floor a little bit does that make sense they're not breaking the train so that we play with something else they're saying we've got to lower this here if we don't lower this people are going to have insane builds with their with their their armor 2.0 you know perk choices so they have to lower the floor and you're going to build on top of it so i would not worry about it king diddy do you think that they will add armor 2.0 to old raids and or add ornaments all the old raids armor is getting 2.0 that was announced in twab i want to go back to this question one more time about super regeneration if the end result is that we are getting our supers less frequently if it's not absurd if it's slightly less frequently i'm actually okay with that but keep in mind there's also going to be finishing moves that use super energy and the finishing moves use super energy to give you a perk and a benefit so super energy is going to be in a different category and we just have to kind of wait and see how it lands if we had absurd amounts of easy super energy all the time that would also be feeding the finishing moves and the finishing moves that use super energy like the one that gives everybody a heavy break uh, Savatrocity. Do you think Graviton Forfeit will increase tru- uh, in Truesight? No idea. Uh, do you think we can ever get 100% back the Age of Triumph style since they have less resources now? Um, Age of Triumph style can be achieved. I think we're on our way there, and I think the armor that we're getting in the raid is, is very, very close to what we got in Age of Triumph. Evil the Waffler. Luke said that the armor in the Battle Pass will be what uh, will be in the world. Does that mean it's a world drop? Uh, if not, what exactly would it be in? It sounded like the set he was talking about would be in the Vex Offensive. Uh, what about Silver and Bright Dust? It's not a question. Uh, Chaotic Darkness. Do you think infusing stronger stat armor into weaker stat armor should bring up the stats? No, I don't think so. You don't. That that's not what infusion is for. I think that gets confusing what stats are taken then like if 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 i have a stat roll of 40 and you got like raid armor and your stat totals add up to 45 and you infuse where do the where do the stat totals go you know what i'm saying that that doesn't make any sense because there's six stats on each armor and they each have their own totals what stats would get buffed at that point would it just randomly say, oh, you got five more points, we're just going to randomly apply them? There's no way that system's going to ever get implemented. That would be very confusing to be infusing stats. The highest would be swapped. That I just I don't think there's a good way to implement that without it being really confusing. When you get the gun, when you get the armor, the stats are random, and that's part of the chase. And then once you get the stats you want, you invest, you infuse, you level up. You're, you're completely short-circuiting that system by saying I, I, I could get a really good stat drop 
and then infuse those stats into another like I don't even know how they would do that I really don't I think the, I think the system they have sounds like it's going to work just fine like don't try and add don't try and add features to something that we haven't even interacted with yet you know what I'm saying like we don't even know we don't even know how it's going to work and you're trying to you're trying to add features to it uh, Super Darcy the Mars challenge proves a community event should be further incentivized by infusion of armor set ornamentation or a specific weapon drop made for them would you expect Bungie to expand on this since they've proven how successful it's become yes yes I firmly believe at some point in time there will be a TWAB announcing an event that will reference this event that they did. They'll reference it and they'll say, a lot of you might have remembered the community challenge we did right before Shadowkeep on Mars. You guys rallied and the response was amazing, but the general feedback was that there wasn't enough of a loot incentive. Therefore, we have done XYZ with the next event. I can imagine them saying almost exactly that for something in the future. Um, so... You aren't really shortchanging the grind if you infuse the entirety of the armor into one armor. You would still need that find one drop, and if it's only that drop, you could infuse it multiple times. Flip it around, man. Flip it around. If you finally find one with the stats you like, why are you infusing it into another piece? Probably because you think the other piece looks cooler. You're just asking for transmog at that point. You're going to still grind for a god roll pair of gauntlets with the stats that you want, and if they drop on something, why on earth would you infuse that entire pair of gauntlets into another pair of gauntlets? Why would you do that? Why wouldn't you just use them? More than likely, the comeback would be, I think these look cooler. You're basically just asking for transmog, and we're getting that in a low-level sense. In a low-level sense, we're getting transmog. Um, But, you know, people are maybe hoping they expand it so you can... Whoa. So you can infuse any... Any armor piece into any armor piece. I don't know if they're ever going to be able to do that, though. Evil the Waffler. In the TWAB, Masterwork Armor will not give you a bonus to defense anymore. Why do you think they're getting rid of that? The argumentation was put into the TWAB, dude. They're trying to minimize They're trying to minimize damage resistance and supers. Like, that's literally in the TWAB. Thrally. If Bungie really thought the gear if in the premium pass was too good to be locked behind the raid, why didn't they modify that set with ornaments instead of modifying a plain old Eververse set. I don't know. I don't work for Bungie. You guys are asking questions I have no answers to. Like, I don't know why they did it that way. I don't know why. They just decided to say, this armor looks awesome. We're going to make it the centerpiece of all the marketing, okay? And you're going to get it for just owning Shadowkeep and working your way through the pass. Right? Like, that's just what they decided to do. And they decided to give you the dopest set that we've seen, that Vex set, as a universal ornament instead of making you buy it from Eververse. And then they have the Eververse set that if you want to buy it, and then it functions as a universal ornamental set. Like, I don't know, some of these questions, I don't really, it's like, I don't work for Bungie. I'm theorizing that's what their thought process was. I don't, I don't know the precise reasoning behind any of these things. Like, your question was, if Bungie really thought the gear in the premium pass was too good to be locked behind the raid, why didn't they modify that set with ornaments instead of modifying a plain old Eververse set? I, it, the question, honestly, to a certain degree, doesn't even make any sense. Square Pusher, um, I, I mean this in love. I think some of you guys are just tr- you're, you're, you want to ask a question, and you're asking questions that, like, I you know, as you're typing it, there's no answer to. Like, I I love Q and A. I really do. But some of you guys need to take a second and like read the question out loud and ask, like, is this a question 
there's going to be an actual answer to. I just think sometimes people are so hungry to be in Q&A. You don't have to ask a question every day. It's okay if you don't, you know? Square Pusher. Hey, Lono, sorry this has already been discussed. I got here late. Personally, I'm somewhat disappointed about the raid armor and it feels convoluted to me. Do you think the raid armor being reskinned is going against the philosophy that they're trying to foster about grinding for gear and armor 2.0 if they're giving Destiny's flagship content raids remodeled armor? Thank you. I feel like we've revisited this enough today. It's not a one-to-one reskin. At least four or five of the armor pieces are significantly different. And in fact, if you put them side by side, I think a lot of people would have been like, that's not a reskin. If you would have seen just the warlock chest or just the hunter boots or just the hunter gauntlets, you would have not caught that it was a reskin. Right? There's only a couple of pe- there's only a couple of pieces that are clear reskins. Just a couple. Most of it actually is not a one-to-one reskin when we looked at it. So, I don't think it grates against the philosophy because they're also making it the only game the only like armor in the game with physical physical ornamental glows right with physical ornamental glows yo uh mcnugget with 18 months welcome back that's a year and a half thank you yes i've had my coffee today me having my coffee has nothing to do with me answering questions that there's literally no freaking good answer for don't be pater- don't 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 be condescending that's worse than bad questions uh a tides how do you feel the separation of treatment of raid armor to premium battle pass armor will affect future seasons? I said this in my talk. I think they're going to continue to every season throw a really dope armor set in that pass because they're going to really want people to be like, holy frick, season of dawn. Did you see that? Did you see that armor set? And also that armor set's going to be visible. Like, do you know when you check the season pass and like that premium tracks on the underside? Anybody that's not spending money is going to see that bottom track, right? They're going to be like, oh my gosh, like look at that. Oh, the Mars numbers are up? All right, let's take a look. If somebody can put them in chat, I'll click it. And Well, actually, no, I, I don't have to click on it. I can just go here in my own browser. Uh... I'm assuming we didn't get it. I didn't think we were going to get the Nightfalls in in the matter of time that they wanted it done. They were like, "If you get it done, you're going to uh you're going to get this." Who tweeted it? I'm not seeing it. It's not in my Dude, why do they do this? Why does Twitter do this? How is it not right here? 2 hours ago? See latest tweets and said, "Thanks Twitter for not saving that feat that that setting that I picked. That's fine. You know, you know more what I want to see than I do. Thanks Twitter. All right, um, Nightfalls are getting real close. We got seventy-seven thousand on Soul out of a hundred thousand. That's really close. And then we got ninety-seven thousand on Nocris. And then we got we're really close on Hive. Two hundred and thirty-one million out of the three hundred million. We're really really close." Hive is Hive will basically be done over the weekend. Zol will be done over the weekend. Nocris will almost assuredly be done before Tuesday. So we're fine. You gotta understand, once these start getting done, people focus their attention. So once Soul and the Hive is done, everybody will focus on Nocris and it'll speed up the process. So this is very, very uh This is very, very uh close to being done. Um very, very close. So it's looking good. It's looking good. Peewee, now that the masterwork armor won't give super damage resistance, what will be the point of masterworking the armor? If you've not watched the video, you have your answer to your question, Peewee. If you go watch the, their stream that they did about the armor 2.0 system, 
that's what's happening now when you masterwork armor up to level 10 it unlocks those mod slots so masterworking armor has a whole new function in the game I would argue a better function NC Aces. Touching on the earlier question about all armor being raid armor, in Season of Opulence you could add raid mods onto all armor earned in the season. Crown of Sorrow, Menagerie, Solstice, etc. Shouldn't the raid mods only be available to the raid set? Otherwise, all armor could be used in the raid with the same efficiency. I, I, I agree with you and I disagree with you at the exact same time. Okay? Hold, hold on tight here. <laughs> You can't get the raid mods if you don't run the raid. Okay? And the true power that you're that you're worried about here is the mod itself. Okay? The true the true power that you're worried about is the mod itself. So if I take that mod and I slap it into we saw pictures of the moon set, the moon armor set has that slot. It has that it has that raid mod slot, that activity slot. <clears throat> the truth of the matter is the power is coming from the mod and I earned the mod in the raid it's not like I can go to some NPC and buy the raid mods I've got to be in the raid to earn the raid mods why does it matter what what armor I put it into I understand where you're coming from and I tend to agree with you it would be better if the raid armor itself had intrinsic value in the raid and like was tied to the raid they've moved away from it okay now we don't know yet how stats are going are going to work so it's possible that the moon armor stats won't be able to go as high as the stats in the raid. Like, pinnacle activities might, I'm theorizing here based on things Luke Smith has said, I'm like deducing, that going into a raid or going into like, you know how they're introducing the three difficulties? Adept, Hero, and Legend? Those difficulty settings might drop higher stat armor, and so might the raid. So when you take the moon armor armor set and the raid armor set and you put them side by side they're not equal the raid armor could have higher stats that trend a little bit higher you just slot the mod wherever you want it um removing the intrinsic perks from the armor and putting them into a mod that can be placed into any gear gives players choice which is what people should want right I tend to like the idea of intrinsic perks being on the raid armor and just letting me transmog it. Right? Raid armor should be in a class all of its own. Honestly, what Bungie could say is anytime we're going to introduce raid sets with intrinsic perks and not mods, intrinsic perks, anytime we're going to do that, we're going to let you we're going to let you transmog that to look like whatever you want. So then you could be like, well, I really like the armor set from IO instead. That's fine. You can make your raid armor look like that if you want. Because it's, like, that would be how I would do it. How they're doing it still achieves, I guess, the same aim. You're still giving people control over what they look like while getting, you know, the, the actual benefit in the game. You know? So, I think it works. I think it works. Either way. Defo side. I feel like the super armor changes are small. Do you think resilience as a stat on armor 2.0 feels a lot more like a small change? I don't really have a strong opinion on this. It's not on the ground yet. It's so hard to know. They start throwing out those numbers about resilience and stuff until it's on the ground, until it's in the game. It's it's so hard to know what what that's going to look like. So I don't have a lot of commentary here. Um, MVP005 with four months. Welcome back. Glue Rock. 
exceptions for the weapons twab next week any chance new catalysts get announced uh next next week is just gonna literally be here's a bunch of changes that we've made to weapons graviton stronger sunshot has more bullets in it um they're not i don't i don't think they're gonna be doing i don't think they're gonna be doing anything huge um, and I know a lot of people got excited. I had people tweeting at me. They're like, oh, Lono, you were right. They saved the weapons announcement right before Borderlands. No, I wasn't right. Next week's not going to be anything hugely, uh, it's not going to be huge. It's not going to be massive. Um, so. Grandpa Blackout. Any fear that this starts a precedent that anytime they have a time crunch, they can give us Eververse gear as pinnacle event rewards? I think your summary here is false, Right? Number one, they're not giving us Eververse gear as pinnacle event rewards. That's not what they're doing. They're giving us a free way to play, a free way to level up. They're giving us a free way to get loot. Like, not a free way, but like, if you pay, you just play and you level up the book and you get stuff. I completely disagree with the summary here. Like, to try to intimate they're giving us Eververse gear as pinnacle event rewards, I think is a complete misread of the six armor sets they showed us in the TWAB. Cooperman. Hey Lono, I was pretty surprised we got some subclass nerfs and energy and super energy adjustments. Do you feel a reintroduction of intellect to our stats will offset this? Yeah, I already answered this. I think our ability to affect intellect, discipline, and strength and armor 2.0 is the reason they had to do that. Excedrin. Do you think with all the nerfs of what seems to like damage phases, we will go back to bosses like orcs and axis uh, instead of weapons that we use outside? Listen, I said this earlier, and I'm pretty sure you were here. You were also here yesterday when I said this. I feel like this is one of those questions where you're feeding me back what I've said numerous times. And if it's a total accident, I guess cool. But it's you're almost saying verbatim what I said yesterday and today, and even in my raid wishlist video. Recapturing Oryx and Axis boss fights is something I've been saying a ton. I, I kind of feel like this is a regurgitation of things I've said. So I, I'm, I'm going to the next question. If it's a total accident, cool, but I don't know. There's there's something going on in Q&A today. I think people are just really, really hungry to be involved, and you're literally just saying things to me that are either t-ball questions that are answered in the TWAB, or like, that is something I literally said multiple times today, yesterday, and in my Raid Wishlist video. Maybe you just somehow completely missed me saying that and said exactly what I said, but... I don't know about that. Thrally, you think raid weapons should get exclusive perks only available on raid weapons? This is another one. This is another question that you know my answer to. If you're here and familiar with my content, I mean, I, I've said this. I said this so many times. These these questions don't feel. It, just, it literally just feels like you're saying what I say all the time. I've been saying this all day today about raid weapons and all day. Like you guys are just. You, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just. I feel like I'm getting my own ideas put back to me in the form of a question do you think they should do this thing that you said five minutes ago come on guys come on come on and we're at 68 questions into the thing so this isn't like you asked it a couple hours ago come on come on come on chat settle down you're doom slayer do you think we'll be able to farm raids for non-powerful gear after the first run anytime someday soon i have no idea i have no idea uh the real uh the real say your sim says so can you use the osiris eververse skin on the raid gear <laughs> I made that whimsical joke earlier probably yeah big huge do you think people will feel burned by the fact that Bungie clearly puts way more artistic effort into the Eververse gear than they do activity gear I disagree with your premise next question Schnozberries. looking back on the TWAB from yesterday where they list the armor being reprised as armor 2.0 and they only listed year 1 sets for Vanguard and Crucible does this mean that in your opinion do you think year 2 Vanguard and Crucible will not happen oh I think it's just going to come later 
I think it's just going to come later. Right? Um, I think it's just going to come later. They're going to do those year two sets like probably another season or something. I think that's what happens if you say it. It go to in, uh, goes to the internet, Reddit, gets reabsorbed into readers. Yeah, but I mean, Mel, these are people that are here all the time and have been submitting consistent questions. Like, it's just really hard to believe that my exact verbiage is getting fed back to me in the form of questions this often. It just, it becomes difficult to buy that. It really does. Jay Christ, do you think you should have to earn the glows by running a harder version of the raid, just like you did in D1? I don't have an opinion on this because that's not going to be the way that it works. Deed said there's only one difficulty, so... I don't really care about how you get the glows. Maybe a challenge attached to the armor piece or something. El Pinto Loco, how many exotics for each class do you think is fair to expect in Shadowkeep? They usually do one per. Uh, Mafia, do you think there's a chance for Mythoclast? Probably, I would think, but maybe a mystery quest because we've already seen the raid exotic. I thought it was free. What do you think about the way the play along with Phil Spencer? Pretty cool. Uh, Last Dunadine. Because of the example Luke Smith used with Ada leaving the tower at the end of the season of the Forges, do you think there will be a new vendor for Vex Offensive that is not Eris? If not this season, maybe next one. I don't know if we want to interpret Luke Smith's comments to mean that an NPC is going to come in and leave every time. I think he was just making a very clear, like, there was a clear shift from Ada to Drifter. I don't think so, no. I don't think there's going to be every single time, like, here's Vex Offensive and an NPC. If, if so, cool, but it seems like Eris is going to be the new NPC, and that's probably it, and I don't think she's going anywhere. Hopefully not. Captain McFly. If this has been touched on, let me know, but what do you think about the concept of progressively upgrading aesthetics of armor? Think Solstice ornaments, but with common, rare, legendary, and masterwork exotic tiers. NPCs, factions, raid, crucibles, DC could be a cool way to drive more investment and more transmark customization and options. This is essentially what I thought the raid armor was going to be. In my initial video on the raid armor, that's what I said. I was like, I'm fairly certain that this is going to be like Solstice armor when we level it up. I even went further than that on the Rageous Roundtable. I was like, I bet you they do this with Iron Banner. I bet you they give you Iron Banner armor that's like a reskin of year one, and then we level it up, and it looks different, and it gets glows, and it gets this stuff. That doesn't seem to be the way they're doing it. I I tend to agree it'd be a cool way to make armor feel like it's invested in not just giving you power, but having a physical, visible representation of that investment, but it doesn't seem like they're going down that path. Maverick 8. Will there be one raid this year? $10 for a raid doesn't seem to be enough. I happen to think that there will only be one raid in Shadowkeep, and maybe a raid in the summer. Somebody quoted, I don't know if T-Rex said this, somebody quoted T-Rex as saying there's going to be a raid every season. That seems insane to me. I I mean, High Moon helped with Scourge and Vicarious Visions built uh, Crown of Sorrow. Where are you going to get that bandwidth? You had other companies helping with or building your raids, and they were even spread apart, and they were small. I think it's incredibly unlikely we're getting any raids in these seasons. Super unlikely. Um, I don't know if T even said that. Sam might have said something to the effect of the opposite of that and somebody misheard him. I just really, really don't think. Uh, $10 is what we paid for Scourge and Crown. No, individually, those ra- those those seasons would have cost like 15 I think, which is obviously not a ton more. But I think individually, if we bought those a la carte, they would have been 15 wouldn't they? You couldn't buy them a la carte. It was 35 It was 35 on its own and 34 So yeah, it was roughly $10 per season then too. He quoted someone from a TWAB, if I recall. I just don't know. I don't know. 
even if we want to say the pricing structure was similar because it was similar, the bandwidth was not. High Moon helped with Scourge, and Vicarious Visions built Crown of Sorrow. Where are you getting that bandwidth? Because Bungie had to build Garden of Salvation on their own. I'm not I'm not putting any chips on the table on raids coming maybe one one in the summer. Maybe. But then that might hurt the one that they want to deliver next September if they want to deliver another big one in September. SMG. Is it too crazy to think that raid armor being reskinned Eververse armor is like settling for mediocrity? Not a question. This is you asserting your opinion. So quit freaking doing that. Uh, do you think one season is enough time to grind Vex offensive for God roll armor? Uh, it's only four guns. God roll armor. Um, it depends on the drop rate. It depends on the drop rate. Uh, Animus control. Uh, which other of the armor sets has you most excited about? You looking? For? I, I really, really like the shiny Vex. I really like the. I actually like the raid armor the more I look at it. And unfortunately, I really like the Eververse set. Oh, I also really like the Moon set. I kind of like them all. I kind of like them all. Animus control. My clan is having an in-house competition for a day one raid. I have the week off work leading up to October the fifth. What do you recommend doing to prepare power level wise before the raid? Homie, I got no clue because the number of powerful sources is supposed to change and the chance for world drops to drop at your levels happening. I don't have advice for you because we've not leveled up this way before. I really don't. I don't don't know what to tell you. I don't know how it's going to work. I don't know how Ada's going to work because she had intentional power grind. I don't know how Menagerie's going to work. I don't know. We don't have, we don't really have a game plan right now. Nobody's put out a guide on this yet. Yeah, just hoarding materials like crazy is the only thing you can do right now. Saving bounties for XP? That's like the only thing. James Works got some advice on that. Um, so, Firewall. Because of the lean towards RPG elements, do you think it's possible Bungie would consider doing another weapon system overhaul to add more customization similar to armor with the new system? I think I, I do think a, a weapon system overhaul is coming, but it's not. I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. Doctor Bad Llama, do you think there will be subclass changes coming or just a preview? No changes, that just nerfs and buffs that they've already outlined. Roland, do you think we should give up hope for the year one guns being brought forward with this armor? It seems like they're not happening. And I'll tell you why. Uh, at least not at least not in Shadowkeep. Maybe later. But Dylan said Dylan said that they were going to be um, doing random rolls on the escalation protocol guns, which there's only three, takes time and it wasn't in the cards for this competition. And he said he said something about not doing it yet. That gives me hope they could do it in the future, but it also tells me they're not doing it in Shadowkeep. Now again, I said in my in my my vendor video about vendors not getting upgraded, I said, I said, they don't want to muddy the water. They're not muddying the water. If you're buying Shadowkeep, it's all new stuff. They didn't want to be like, well, what am I paying for, Bungie? You're just reskinning a bunch of old guns and re-rolling them. If they're gonna bring back year one guns with random rolls or anything like that, they're going to be. I think doing it later. I don't think anything like that's happening in Shadowkeep, which is sad, but at the same time, I think they're banking on the fact that you're going to be focusing on the guns in Vex Offensive, the guns you can make with Eris, the guns that are maybe dropping in Nightmare Hunt, and then the guns from the raid, and then any new world drop guns. I think that's what they're banking on. So, you said the Taken Queen? I still think Taken Queen is a likely DLC to happen, because the Dreadnought is something that we're going back to, probably next year 
According to Luke Smith, we're going back to the Dreadnought eventually, and that is still a potential DLC out in the future. The timing got jacked up because they brought the moon in, so they, they broke their timeline that Luke Smith said was going to happen. Just enough. Do you think there is a meaningful way Bungie can nudge people to try raiding? Uh, they've never tried to, and I don't want them to try to. I think raids have been... I don't, that's not a focus I want them to focus on. Brand new Prime sub from Abba Digital. Thank you so much for the brand new sub. Enjoy your dope badge and emote your dope and deserve dope sub. Enjoy ad-free viewing. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Uh, Carasino says, The thing I don't understand about Armor 2.0, every armor, as long as it is 10 power, will be as good as the others. So you can pick, the, just, uh, pick that just because we like it. This is not true at all. Stat rolls are random and not all stats are equal. So when you get like armor from the past that's just free, you didn't grind for it, they're just like, here's a helmet. They, uh, Luke Smith said the stats won't be as good as, as armor dropped in the world. WTF is o- uh, Osmium. If armor will be brought up to 2.0, will the Trials armor be up? Nope, it's got to be earnable. No Trials armor at 2.0. It will obviously happen if they bring back Trials, which is probably going to happen in the future. Um, Fed Ape. The battle pass is basically a direct path to rewards instead of dealing with RNG Eververse Ingrams. Does that mean we won't be getting Eververse drops anymore? Yeah, you don't get Eververse drops. You can buy stuff with Bright Dust and Silver, and you can get Bright Dust from Bounties. There's no more Eververse Ingram drops. There's best of Ingrams in the pass. Jzar. With all that we've been seeing coming from Shadowkeep, what's the most excited about? Uh, honestly grindable content like Nightmare Hunt and the Vex Offensive. I don't, I'm not a big raider anymore. If the raid guns are amazing, but we don't know that yet, so I can't get excited for the raid. Lord of Time, how do you want the reward structure to be in Vex Offensive? Random drops, bounty-like Ada, chalice-like system? If it's random drops, it there needs to be a layer of intentionality. I, even running Reckoning and getting a drop almost every time, if there's there four or five potential gun drops, I, I'm telling you, that, that just doesn't work anymore. That we've we've come too far. We you you gave away the farm, okay? We know you can give us intentional grinds. You did it with Ada, and then you did, you went even further with the chalice. So stop trying to backpedal, okay, Bungie? Give me intentionality. I don't need six guns to drop at once. Let me run an activity and get the gun that I want, and let me do that over and over and over again. Quit it with this silly. If people get what they want, they're going to stop playing fear. It's, it's, it's total BS. I almost swore. It's total BS. People do not stop playing because they get a roll on a gun they like. They use the gun, and then they feel empowered to chase other good rolls. Like, it's just like, it's such a phantom fear to not empower players to chase the guns they want. Deus. Do you think we were going to get a remastered version of D1 Raids? Probably not. Parasito, if you think there's no raid for every season, which makes sense because of the season drifter, which was probably the slowdown from the split, could there be a dungeon style things? I I don't know. They said they want to bring back dungeons and secret quests and missions, but I don't know if they're going to be doing that as a replacement of raids. Uh, You owe me. Aw. Says, seeing the most hardcore players have tons of materials, do you think Bungie will put static stats on the vendor armor? I don't think so. I don't think they're too concerned about that. I think stats are going to be better on armor earned from activities instead of from NPCs. Instead of static stats, they probably just won't be as good. Z-Speed. Do you think it would be it would work if they gave us a raid to close out year three and didn't give us a raid for whatever is next? Um, No, because I think typically what would happen is September would be a bigger DLC but it would cost more money and the $10 season of the summer I think it would be better to put that raid in the, in the September if they're going to do a September DLC called the Taken Queen, it makes more sense to invest in that raid and not do any raids in these seasons, that's just that's my opinion on it uh, Will, in, Will in Japan says 
Uh, first time asking a question, sorry if you've already answered it. Do you think that they are going to launch a new dungeon uh, going through Crota's end area? Somebody asked me this yesterday. I love the idea, and we know dungeons are coming, but I don't know if they're going to do it or not, but I love the idea. Clickfire. Do you think with Bungie now being an indie dev that they are betting on New Light and the new season pass battle pass to help increase their budget in hopes of giving us more rich and fresh content versus having to rely on expanding or reusing older loot in locations? I mean, this is kind of a question that has it's it, you're answering it yourself. You're basically saying, do you think Bungie is going to do do you think they're doing this so that as, with the hopes that it's successful? I mean, <laughs> No, I think Bungie hopes this totally fails and blows up in their face. Of course I think they, they're hoping that this works. Right? They want this to work. They want this to land. And I think they want this to... My, my theory on the Battle Pass is this. Bungie wants to check the player base numbers every day and have them settle and just be maintained. So when they sell a new pass, this really, really full funnel of players is really likely to spend $10. Imagine. Imagine with me that they can settle the community into like a one and a half to two million daily players on average if this works and they average about a million to a million and a half players a day and if every season they can get a million people to swipe for 10 bucks that's 10 million dollars in revenue every every season and they're not splitting that with Activision um, now I don't, I'm not I'm not an accountant for Bungie but I think that's a pretty good that's a pretty good revenue uh, flow, and then you got Eververse on top of it. So that's what I think they want to do is if the funnel is full of players, and if every season the funnel is very f- convinced to spend ten bucks, that's a, th- that that's what I think they're going for. I don't think they're going for this big like spend thirty and we got a campaign and a raid and a strike. It's more like something's always happening. The season pass and the artifact are always there to give you something to do for free, and it's better if you spend money. You know, there's eight hundred to nine hundred people working at Bungie, so I I just I'm that's why I think their goal here is is you just keep the funnel full and you make it really easy to drop the ten bucks really easy you're constantly checking that season pass so flying mangoes do you think the next raid armor will have a really unique set uh seems that we've given a lot of feedback regarding this i don't know if they're going to pull this ever again given the criticism but i think they're going to try and do the ornamental glow thing again and Johnny, since Riven is the last known Ahamkara, do you think more Ahamkara will emerge? No idea. Excedrin. Ignoring that the raid armor is in some eyes a reskin, I don't. Could it also be that it's not the only Vex armor? Would it have got, Would have been better if the premium version would have been cool, but just not Vex-themed? Oh, I see what you're saying. I think that I think that that's the problem, though, is like they wanted the premium version to be in line with Season of the Undying. That's the catch-22. Season of the Undying is about Vex, and that's the source of the raid storyline and inspiration, and because that's the season, that's the season, seasonal armor and seasonal like premium track, which will probably be similar to what they do in future seasons. The seasonal theme is going to influence that armor, and it's going to be cool. Um, so... 800 people at Bungie at 50k a year is 40 million in salary alone. 10 million isn't crap. Yeah, but if they make 10 million every season, that's 30 million from the three seasons in addition to whatever they make from Shadowkeep. And then that's on top of whatever they make from the Eververse. So if they're making if they're making 30 million just from the seasons alone, and then Shadowkeep's on top of that, which is, I don't know, if a million people buy that for the 60 bucks, or I'm sorry, for the 40 bucks, um, I don't know. 
I think every every couple of months a nice ten million dollar injection of people staying and playing, while that is also laced with motivations to spend money inside of you know, inside of it's not it's there's not four seasons. Shadowkeep most people are not gonna buy Season of the Undying for ten dollars, Mangoes. Most people are gonna get Season of the Undying including with Shadowkeep. So there's not four seasons. I mean there is, but that pricing structure breaks down because most people are gonna get Season of the Undying because they're buying Shadowkeep for the thirty, the forty, it's forty, and then they might buy the sixty and get all of it, because the sixty dollar shadow keep comes with everything. So And I think a million people buying every season pass is I'm lowballing that. I'm lowballing that. If the, if the maintained player base is a million players a day, at the end of every week, the real question is, how many people are playing every week? The, the million people that play on Monday aren't the same million that play on Tuesday. So every season, they could easily have 2 million people buy the season pass. And then that's $20 million. Like, you see what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm not their accountant, but... It seems like if they can maintain a million players a day, how many how many unique players is playing in a week then? How many? I don't know. If a million players are playing in a day, Saturday to Sunday, how many unique players logged in that whole week? You know? Because Eugene's saying that's lowballing. They would need four to five million buying the thing every season. That's, you know, $50 million just boom, suddenly coming in. From your seasonal, from your winter season, you know, five million people buying a ten dollar pass—that's fifty million dollars just all of a sudden coming into the company. Um, for what amounts to a lot of armor and like one activity and a couple of guns, you know. So, I would, I would think that would be the most interesting number to look at. Is if if they could take a Sunday to a Saturday, and then go for an entire season, all ten weeks, and I would love to know. How many unique logins are you getting in a given week? And how many out of that login are likely to purchase because of this new system that they set up with the book and stuff? Um, Azagul says, Do you think it would be better for Bungie to just work on a fall expansion instead of working on the fall expansion and the seasons in between? Less reskins and better content. I think they learn the hard way doing what you're suggesting. I think think a a decent-sized drop with little seasons trickled out is more manageable and better about maintaining a player base I think doing what you're talking about didn't work and they tried it so I think we have exhibit A, B, and C in that that work that that structure fails all I have to do is point to Dark Below, House of Wolves and then Curse of Osiris and Warmind to say spread, being doing bigger injections of content doesn't work number one they said it was really really hard to do number two you run out of content faster because it's not set up seasonally we're all done after like a month and a half. We get we get the content, we play, we burn through, and there's not much there. Ultima says, veteran PS4 player making the jump to PC. I've activated Cross A, but wanted to know what exactly I need to buy to have the complete D2 experience. Vanilla through Shadowkeep. Thanks. Well, if you're coming to PC, okay, if you're coming to PC, if you buy Shadowkeep for 60 bucks, the deluxe edition. If you buy Shadowkeep Deluxe for 60 and you buy that on the PlayStation, everything comes with you everywhere except for Shadowkeep. If you buy Forsaken for $25, the annual pass gets thrown in. That comes with you everywhere except for Forsaken. Forsaken and Shadowkeep are DLC and they don't come with you everywhere. So if you want everything, all of it on PC, you gotta buy Forsaken for 25 bucks 
you can't do that until Steam lets you buy it. Um, you can't buy Forsaken until October the 1st. You buy that for $25, that comes with the annual pass. And then you can buy Shadowkeep Deluxe Edition for 60 right now, and that's everything for year 3. Seasons go cross-platform, yes. DLC does not. Why do people are care about raid armor cosmetics if you can just use any Eververse armor to make it look better? Shouldn't the power be the most important part? Again, this just isn't, this really isn't a great question. I mean, if it, people care about what raid armor looks like because raid armors looked awesome. It looked awesome in D1. It's not unreasonable. And you can't punt and say, but you can make it look like Eververse armor. Yeah, and then I, look like the, and I can look like Johnny Credit Card? Like... That's not a consolation. I went and beat a raid. Oh, the raid looks the raid armor looks like junk, Lono. Don't worry. You can make yourself look like Johnny Credit Card over here who uses mom's credit card to buy an awesome armor set. I happen to think the armor looks cool and people are overstating the reskin, but I still want to defend people's desire to have cool-looking raid armor. Like it's supposed to be distinct and make you stand apart. It's aspirational content. Like that's part of the ethos of these games. So, that's the last question. P- questions can start to get kind of like rapid fire because people are noticing that the you know Q&A is winding down so we're going to keep talking, chatting and hanging out don't go anywhere if you're here live if, you, if you've enjoyed this content and the back and forth podcast be sure to click follow if you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify or watching on YouTube you can always come in live twitch.tv slash say no to rage the link is below as always please like, share and subscribe